0: What's up, everybody? This is the Duke London Podcast, episode 46. I did mean to ask you before we started, but it's too late now, so we'll do it live, um, how you pronounce your second name, because I had an idea, but I didn't want to risk it and then get it wrong. It's Ellie Hammer. Ellie Hammer. Okay, I was going right. El Hammer. Oh, you can say that as well. Okay. I don't mind. Okay, so you're originally from where? Denmark. Okay, cool. Denmark, Copenhagen. And I was there, f- I was there for a month or so, uh, a couple years ago, for a choreographic residency, oh, nice. so I had to live there. For like a month by myself which was an experience did you enjoy it uh i enjoyed the city um the it was a the the residency was a lot i think it was like the first time i had been away uh for like a month by myself and oh, okay. you know just being in a new city no friends like it's a bit of a yeah change of everything yeah especially like because i grew up here i never really lived away so being there i was like shit, this is new and in that phase having to be Doing new and and challenging like choreographic stuff. It was like yeah. just a lot, but a lot of ones. Beautiful city though.
1: How did you find the bikes? I loved
0: London? it. Like they get as part of the residency, they gave us a bike, yes. and then my bike broke at one point, so oh. I used the uh, little scooters.
1: Oh yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Which everyone in Denmark hates, by the way. They- <laughs> all the all the cyclists <laughs> are like, oh, these guys are just on the fucking scooters. Oh yeah, I just bet. ruining all the policies of the roads.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's they're about to come to London, aren't they? So it's about to oh, be yeah. the same. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. no, but it was, it's a really beautiful city, man. I, you know what surprised me about Denmark is the um, or at least Copenhagen was the um, the swimming thing, like but you can yeah. swim anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's like such a thing. Like, when um, I think I saw people swimming in the like, where I don't know what you call it, like a marina or something where the boats were, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was just people in there. and I was like, the harbor, yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> That's
1: like full on tradition, especially during the summer. You go down there, you make some beers, and you just jump in, yeah, yeah, you lie there all day.
0: We were staying, do you know, the um. It's like a, a kind of industrial area. It's like almost like a little island. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it. Where isn't you can see the, um, you know, the yeah. ski slope building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it's, it across uh, the water from there.
1: I know. I know. It's, um, I'm going to get this wrong now. And all the Danish people are be like, this guy <laughs> is oh, not done Oh,
0: is it, re- uh, because it's R. Re- uh, no, I, don't, I think I'd butcher it anyway. Uh it's like apparently it's like a new kind of like hipstery area with some bars and stuff, but it was like a industrial area, it's
1: not Burger because that's where the the harbor is, but there's
0: what is it called?
1: I actually have a friend that lives there. this is the worst um um uh we'll get back to it,
0: yeah, it's not important the name, but
1: but it's a nice area,
0: yeah, yeah, it was really cool. um yeah, the swimming thing freaked me out I was like in London we don't get in <laughs> any water that's <laughs> in, in the river here yeah, like, oh. any public water no. um, so how long have you been here?
1: Well, it's getting close to the eight year mark now. Oh shit! Okay, which so kind of crazy for me to say. Yeah, I feel like for a while I was just saying five years, and I just kept saying five years. Yeah, but then I had to actually go back and count it up. It's yeah, it's it's pretty much eight years. That's dumb. almost yeah.
0: What's the like? Are you on a visa or did you? Had-
1: Thankfully, because obviously, um, Europe being in one of the. Back when I moved, yeah. the UK was still in the EU. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a problem. So
0: now it's like you can just stay. And now it's chill. Because okay, I, cool.
1: I lived here for five years before Brexit happened. Mm. So then it's not... Uh, got then it. I was able to apply to get what they call a settled status. Okay. And thankfully, you know, it's not a problem. So then yeah. I got declared, you know, you got it, you confirmed settled status. So I'm, I don't have to worry about oh, that. Oh,
0: amazing. That's dope. That's oh, awesome. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. like, no, not
1: another working
0: visa thing. Yeah, I think that's what everyone was oh, like man. when uh, Brexit was happening. A lot of people were like thinking yeah. about all the foreign people that are here like what's gonna happen with them but that's good to know that you're yeah.
1: but it is also for all the, um, I guess for all the um the British people who has to then travel out to do tours and stuff that's a whole other thing yeah. I've heard that that's a whole situation right yeah, now yeah okay. I actually don't know if it's even been solved but I just heard that it was a struggle because then they would have to get like a working visa in each country they go to oh, shit! which is a nightmare imagine if you're going on a world tour yeah <laughs> for whoever's managing that is gonna get gray hairs within a day.
0: Yeah. I guess it makes you realize like how much easier we had it. Yeah. <laughs> being in the EU. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. My favorite thing about um, Brexit is when people say that we've left Europe. Mm. They're like, we, sh- we shouldn't be in the Euros <laughs> or something because we've left Europe. Like, yeah. No, just the EU. Not really. <laughs> that's not, not how sure. geography works.
1: <laughs> oh That's funny. That's actually funny. A lot of people, whenever I say I'm from Denmark, they go, oh yeah, I love, I love uh, Amsterdam. And I just look at them <laughs> like sure that's brilliant And i have a friend who speaks dutch
2: oh
0: my god not the one you're a bit off a few, bit a few off. miles the other way
1: it's fine i guess it is what it is but yeah
0: fair enough so did you come here kind of with the intention of doing what you're doing and being a choreographer or was it kind of something else and then you ended up working here or um well
1: when i moved here first it was it's actually a funny story um i was working back in denmark since i was i want to say 17 18 all with dance with Dan, mm-hmm. it was pretty much um, in Denmark. There's a lot of uh, hip hop theater, I guess oh, you cool. can call it. Yeah, not really hip hop theater, but it's very um, mixed of different styles, which is fantastic. So that's mm. sort of the background I came from, which then transitioned into more commercial work, tours and stuff. Um, and then some of my friends were, were decided to go to to London and and take the audition, the dancer audition for X Factor back mm-hmm. then. And I figured, you know, why not? Let me just give it a shot. Ended up. Um, successfully booking that, which nice. was great. But at the time I was so green in the industry, especially in, in London, I didn't know how yeah. anything worked. And you know they book you on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't know that <laughs> yeah. which is like you know you, you if you make it all the way to the end, great. It's like, oh you, you made it. Mm-hmm. but then they'll book you for whenever it works out in that week, whatever mm-hmm. creative theme works or however many dancers they need. or And since I still lived in Denmark at the time, it was a nightmare because mm. I had to travel back and forth and I, I would be sitting on like Fridays waiting to get a confirmation and they go, okay, confirmed, then book a flight and then...
0: So you audition at first for the whole thing or just for that first week? For Do the have, whole thing. So you don't have to re-audition?
1: No. Okay. So essentially the, the, the audition is for the whole period. Yeah, right. And then if you get all the way to the end, they can hire you for all the weeks. Right, right. Which is essentially... But so then I got to know a lot of uh, great people, but it was... Um, yeah, I think I did it like eight out of 10 weeks, which was great. Mm. Um, and yeah, I got to know a lot of great people like Jonathan Bishop. And yeah. Obviously, Cisco, I got to know because he was choreographing it. Um, and that sort of made me more curious about the London community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved the next year.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you have any, like, was it just kind of that one experience that you were like, mm. it kind of confirmed like, all right, I can book work here and yeah. I'll be good if I move. Yeah,
1: it was more, yeah, it was like, yeah, let me try to um, push myself out of my comfort zone at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, You know, when I moved, I felt like there was a lot of things in Denmark that I had accomplished already. And I just feel like it was the the next step. Yeah. Um, But then when I moved, man, it was horrible. Really? Because that that first year, Jesus, as as soon as I got, I I thought I was really smart as well. (laughs) I I planned it out. Okay, I'm going just before uh, the actual audition for X Factor again. And I went. I prepared myself mentally, and then I walk on the road like a stupid Danish guy, <laughs> and I roll my ankle.
0: Oh no! I
1: roll my ankle like just walking, done. just walking, do oh, nothing, fuck, which is always when it happens. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, it always. Oh
0: fucking hell!
1: So then, yeah, then I went to the audition still, which I shouldn't have done. Mm. Like, and I taped it in, and it was a disaster. I did make it all the way to the end, which okay. was great, but I never got a, a booking for that oh. whole. So I was just sat there and probably in made the ankle worse. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it was yeah, it was m- so much worse. So don't do that. If anyone was <laughs> watching like take care of your yeah. your body. That was a stupid decision. I was young. Um but yeah, that that was difficult because then, you know, that job was going on.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't book any of the weeks. I saw a lot of people that I knew doing it. Uh and I couldn't dance either. You know, Shit. I couldn't go and take classes or you you know, dive into the community. Um so that took me a little while to recover from. I mean, now we're here. So yeah, it, yeah. originally, it was um, it was just to work. Okay. I went to work. Not even I sort of buried all my uh, my intentions on being creative and choreographing and teaching and those things. I sort of said, okay, no, mm-hmm. my focus is to work. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, uh, after having done that for quite some time, it started to make me a little miserable because okay. I started missing that creative aspect. Yeah. You know. Um, which is what I mostly love to do. And that's when I realized that.
0: Okay, so it was more after you came. But when you first came, you knew that you had that in you that you wanted to do that. But you were like, let me just work for now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, I guess, see how it was in the UK because it's definitely different to Mm. in Denmark. In Denmark, there's a lot more of, um, at the time, at least when I was working, because it's been a while since I worked in Denmark, but it was more like the choreographers would essentially hire someone that also knew how to contribute to the process with steps Mm. and movement. Okay. So it's more like um, a puppeteer choreographer. Like, oh, you can do this and then maybe let's do a duet here. Yeah. That type of approach, which I enjoyed because I love creating. Sure, and being a part of it, yeah. It was great. It was fun.
0: But here you find it's more like um, choreographer tells you what to do and you do the thing. And you you like that or not so much? I
1: like both. Mm -hmm. I think there's also such a thing as a choreographer taking advantage of of the dancers, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But I do prefer, I like I like when a choreographer knows how to to lead people. Yeah, you know, sure. I think that's really admirable. And, you know, let's say you have like a couple having to put something together. And then maybe the choreographer hasn't prepared steps, but he goes in with them and tries things and yeah, figures things true. out. You know, I can respect that. I, I do love that approach to it. I also love... When people just show up and know exactly what they want yep. and go, This is it. Yeah, yeah. Take it, execute it, and then we can see how it
0: works on your bodies. And I guess it also depends on the project, like what type yeah. of thing because I think different things require a different approach, you know. Exactly. And if you're trying to build a a vision maybe for like a theater piece or something like that where you know your dancers are there because they can contribute, then it's like pull it out. But then mm. if it's like maybe like an X Factor type of job where it's like, I just need you to look how I want you to look. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: you don't have time. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a quick turnover and the product needs to be because I guess also uh, again there's a few things you're going to have to correct me on because I'm not so much uh in the commercial world uh, mm. in that way and it's been a long time since I've been considered myself a part of the choreography world but um with the type of like x factor and these type of more in air quotes commercial jobs mm-hmm. is there some type of thing where I guess the choreographer is also trying to like uh create some sort of brand for themselves or something and it's like say with like Paris doing the um uh Rihanna thing right Mm -hmm. it's like we know that she did it so it's like that Rihanna show she can't really do too much of like give me your insight because this needs to look and feel like a Paris thing yeah so that we that brand doesn't get um how do you call it like muddied I guess like with other ideas and it's like someone could be like oh I didn't like that bit but that's gonna end up on her plate rather than it being like, no, it was collaborative. Is there that type of like branding thing in mind, do you think? I think
1: um, some places, yes. I mean, I do appreciate when a choreographer are being hired to actually bring their own individuality to the table. Sure. Um, Because sometimes I actually think it can get, not all the times, but I, you know, sometimes in, um, especially I've seen it in the UK, it can get very textbook. Mm. You know, it's almost like I look, I look at a lot of things and I go, I don't know who choreographed that. It could be anyone really, because I can't really clarify this, the style or the kind of the choices. It's generic. Or,
0: yeah, it's just background. Cutter.
1: Yeah, it, It's something that happens in the background. It's the typical, you know, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the typical, sorry, you can't see that if you're yeah, listening, yeah. but <laughs> I did some shapes and some crosses <laughs> with my arm. Um, yeah, and I think I really uh, admire and respect when an artist brings in someone who has m- more of a strong personal language. Because that means that they're trusting in that person's creative approach as well. Mm. Um, rather than, I think, in a lot of TV, it's more like, okay, we need something that looks like what we are used to seeing. Yeah, And that's a bit of a shame, I think. It's not yeah, very... and
0: I guess it's less of a gamble because, like, while people might not love it, they mm-hmm. also probably... Like, you know, like, art that isn't loved or hated, it's kind of yeah. just there, but it's like, we'll take just there because it's a safe bet and, you yep. know, we don't want people complaining. Or, or exactly. Whereas, I guess, certain projects, if they're willing to take the risk because the creativity paying off is the thing that they're banking on or paying mm-hmm. for.
1: True. I mean, you look at, you know, Marty Kodelka, Justin Timberlake, which obviously was like a choice. And, mm. and that has shaped how everyone perceives Justin Timberlake as an artist. So yeah. I I really love when I'm seeing that. And like you mentioned with Paris and Rihanna, it's a lot of good examples of it, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I... Do, you, do you think there's a... Again, I'm going I'm to use you to like ask you all my <laughs> theories and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 <laughs> and go, go. you can tell me, you know, you're talking shit or oh, <laughs> it's true. Um, do you think that there's something, because I tend to see a lot, and I think we all do like in different levels of choreographed stuff, even from like, you know, community classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that looks like stuff that I've seen. Like obviously mm-hmm. when Paris got big, the Royal Family stuff, it's like so many crews that <laughs> or like choreographers or whatever yep. that create this type of stuff, right? And I guess some of it, cause this happens in the battle scene as well, but like some of it is just admiration. And it's like, if you love that type of dance, it's gonna leak into yeah. to who you are, especially if you're younger and you don't know how to be influenced without uh, making it your own thing. But also I wonder if there's some sort of thing where the, I can't remember if I spoke about this with Tally and those guys, but like if, if we want, like if I'm a exec or someone with money, I want, I see Paris doing the, um, Rihanna, the Fenty show. Mm. And I want something that feels like that, but I can't afford her. (laughs) Mm. Am I going to like, do you think it's like, I'm going to look for who, well, who kind of looks like her and not really give a shit if it's actually her or if they're still, because money wise, they don't care about the, the artistry or who's copying or trying to, um, push creativity in the dancing. They don't give a shit. They're just like, okay, what's going to make me money. So if they can get a similar feeling for cheaper, do you think, and that kind of thing encourages people to dance like the person who's big because they might get the, the scraps almost <laughs> as a shitty way to put it, but do you know what I mean? Like, I know
1: what you mean. That's a valid point. I mean, I, I sure as well hope not because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is, uh, that's not nice. Yeah. I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully uh, the people that create something that is very strongly individually uh, like them mm. will be uh, appreciated for that. I hope so, and yeah. there will always be people that you know will get inspired from or dive into it. Um, There's, I've seen a couple of um, places, a couple of specific scenarios where someone literally copies something and then utilizes that. Oh shit! But usually nowadays, that always gets called out. Okay. Yeah. Because we live in a day with social media, and yeah. and I guess it's good that it gets called out. Yeah. You know, because that's not all right. Um, when it comes down to a specific style or like a specific approach to movement, it's an interesting question. I'm sure I'm sure that maybe there's people who's like trying to be smart about it and goes, I'm going to copy
2: that. Mm. I'm going
1: to do that little X-Y there <laughs> and make it look like that. But oh, I I, I choose to believe that people would rather find, figure out who they are themselves. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's going to be a long, long road for all of us if it's <laughs> yeah. if that's the world we live in.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with whatever style of dance it is, like, whether it's choreography, battling or whatever, it's like yeah. the people that are that stand out, usually they go through, a. I don't know if you find it is like, but go for a little phase of people being like, yeah. oh, we're not sure about this new thing you're doing. It's not quite what we're used to. And then uh, on the other side of that, is, I find it success. Yeah, Like, it's the people that are like doubted, at the not doubted, but like, you're doing something a bit different. Let's give yeah. it some time. And then it's like, oh, we want you for everything. Yeah. Like,
1: It's <laughs> very true. And I agree with that. I, I mean, I felt that a little bit when I was first figuring out what my movement was about. Mm. Uh, like in the beginning, a lot of people were like, what is that? What is that? That's a bit crazy. It's a bit mental. What is happening? Everything's <laughs> happening at once. I don't yeah. even know where to look. Um, and then some people start to appreciate, appreciate it more, which was great. Yeah. Um, I guess you should just have like for most of the people. I think it's important to just really take the time to figure out who they are, mm. and the best way to do that is by you know training in all the different styles there is. Mm. Not isolating yourself to one specific type of movement. I'm lucky. I came from. Uh, I took the one uh, one uh, education back in Denmark, who sort of uh, introduced me to a lot of those styles. Sick which was great, you know, yeah. a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, I even had some ballet in there. Nice. You know, some house. You obviously had the hip-hop, you know, some jazz, flow yeah. work, all the good things, and that helped me figure out who I was. But I think what we should encourage more is actually educations and platforms who are, you know, pushing pushing students to figure out who they are mm. creatively, like giving them creative tasks, giving them all the tools so they know where things come from, But then also trying to you know dive into their own creative minds and have the time and the space to do that yeah which i was lucky enough to have been given in that process yeah i've always put steps together it's always been my passion uh since i was i think even i started teaching when i was 15 Mm. really badly though horrible (laughs) teacher (laughs) like the worst teacher just there for selfish reasons like yeah i like this move let me teach you yeah yeah. then you live and you learn but i think um, yeah i'm grateful for that for that in that education i took in denmark really uh, sorted me out and gave that space to uh, myself and a lot of other people. Nice. And most of the time in the UK, I see a lot of the colleges sort of more so focusing on on creating dancers that are like clones a little mm. bit, where I tend to miss the, um, you know, the personalities, the individuality.
0: Yeah. But do you think there's, again, I'm not saying this because this is what I think, I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's a difference depending on if you want to just book work or if you want to become a choreographer or a creative? Because if... I guess if they're trying to train them to just be like machines at booking work, yeah. it's like you might have someone that's maybe more creative but can't pick up choreography as quick or can't do loads of different types of choreography, but then somebody who's, and I don't think it's either or, mm. but like, you know, somebody else who's a machine at that stuff, but if you ask them to make up two eights, they're like, uh, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Who am I?
1: Yeah. Identity <laughs> <Authenticity> crisis, <laughs> which I get. I mean, this, this yeah, I guess so. Uh, but then it also brings the question, like, how do you prepare a dancer for that? Because, mm. you know, I'm seeing the term commercial a lot of places, you know. Some places is even being phrased as a style. Yeah. Which is a whole other topic at hand because it's not really a style, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: that's what I would have said. Like, I, I don't know, from... Because I'm coming from the battle or, or like, uh, styles perspective. Mm. And for us, like, I guess styles, they have, like, a set foundation. Exactly, yeah.
1: Um, they have a cultural history. There's something sure. behind it where you have... Whenever people are saying, okay, I'm teaching commercial, I would usually go, okay, commercial what? Mm. You know, is it commercial hip-hop? Is it commercial jazz? Is it, are you just doing choreography? Like, yeah, right. What's is it happening the commercial
0: here? version of something or is it like yeah. by itself? It's like an adjective. Yeah. It's like, I'm teaching great. Yeah. Great what? <laughs> what? It, great like, donuts or? <laughs> it's just
1: nothingness. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you will look at some of the stuff that I've done um, on TV or whatnot in commercial uh, settings and it's just, it. it's not the typical commercial style that people yeah, claim right. or like expect for uh expect to see in in that scene so i don't think you can actually say that commercial is what happens on stage i think maybe it happens most of the time but i think if you you should maybe rather than saying i'm a commercial dancer maybe say that you're a versatile dancer or at least sure. you know replacing that word yes yeah. a, a great working dancer is a versatile dancer they know all the styles and should be able to do most of the styles
0: yeah 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 and yeah. I think, like, um, I think, who was it? I think it was Jay that I, I was filming a workshop or something, and he was teaching, I can't remember exactly how he labeled it, but it was, like, performance technique or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a way better way to say yeah. commercial dance, in a way, because it's, like, we know that that application, and all the stuff he was teaching in the workshop is, like, uh, how, to, how to perform and how to, you know, where to face things and how to make things look good and all this yeah. sort of stuff, which I thought was dope because it's, like, you're teaching kind of you're teaching people how to be a commercial again in air quotes mm. dancer or a professional dancer because these are the things with staging and performance and co- even choreographically that you need to understand
1: yeah
0: but yeah without just teaching someone a routine and being like you're a commercial dancer now you know or yeah. whatever it is so yeah i think it's That's yeah better way to on do the... it.
1: yeah i mean i think i think cisco titled his class as that as well mm. p- performance <laughs> performance <Preferments laughs> performance um yeah which uh, yeah, it's a good way of putting it because there's a lot to that, you know, to perform yeah. things and how to make sure what things when look things look the best and shapes and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, I just appreciate individuality, and I think the greatest performers are able to, even within choreography given, also bring out their personality. Mm-hmm. You know, within the frames of that choreography, and it's a difficult thing to pull off. Yeah. I mean. I I struggled with it a lot. I d- I did struggle with it a lot when I was dancing, but it's um, it just makes the whole difference, you know. Yeah. When you look at someone really bringing bringing their soul, yeah, like right out there to the people in the in the shapes, and then and still honouring what has been given. But yeah, I love that. I love that shit. Is it
0: is there some sort of um, I guess when you're doing professional work, and let's mm. say you're dancing with something that's not the dancer as the main focus, so like for an artist or, yeah. or for a fashion show or something like that. Is there some sort of technique to being dope at that, but mm-hmm. while also not drawing attention away from the main focus? Because I guess you're the, you're there and you're being paid to compliment and enhance mm-hmm. an artist mm-hmm. rather than everybody look at me while the artist is supposed, you know what I mean? Supposed yeah. to be doing the thing. So how would, how does a dancer go about doing that?
1: I would say, yeah, I think definitely as a, like professional dancers should not be taking away uh, unintended attention, you know? They should perform and they should do everything sure. they can to so shine, but there's, in. but that's again, it's a matter, I guess it's a matter of, um, of preference. Mm-hmm. I prefer for the dancers to be, you know, um, just really dope at what they do, but also be sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Be, uh, be fully just effortless with it. Mm you know, that sort of approach to performance, but enhance what the artist is doing, but not going and take away the spotlight too much. Like mm. there's there's a moment and a place for it. You know, if you, sure. let's say that the artist is on the stage and she's like singing her lungs out, and then you have this one moment where two dancers come in and they, maybe they know it's a camera shot, but the, the focus and attention needs to go on her. Yeah. Then there's nothing I hate more than a dancer going... Like wing at the, at the camera it. or like something we just know that was not the point you know yeah it's
0: like you knew this was your moment to shine yeah, exactly <laughs> it... you took advantage of yeah, that moment yeah, yeah.
1: right then and then um and it's fair... <laughs> this is going
0: on instagram later
1: <laughs> 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 but uh honestly and i think that's uh there's a there's a time and a place to sure. pick those moments and usually i would always tell my dancers when that moment it can be you know okay this is a shot this is your shot you can take this mm-hmm. or now the focus is this so you have to. Make sure that attention goes where it needs to be. Um, would you
0: be pissed if you were directing and somebody did something like that? Would I would you? be annoyed. Yeah.
1: I would feel like it's a bit out of place. It's a, just, yeah, it's an ego thing. Maybe it's like, uh, maybe maybe look at the overall, like the bigger picture. Sure. That's where I usually come from when I work. I'm all, I'm all about the, the bigger picture on mm-hmm. things. Like, how does it work? How, how are we enhancing whatever we're trying to accomplish with the artist? Is it a universe? Is it a specific... Uh, story we're telling yeah what's the what's the main goal here mm. not what can you get out of this you know true um and i guess
0: it's also maybe a choreographic thing as opposed to just like yeah. if the choreography is set up to enhance the artist yeah the dancers should be able to maybe as long as they execute mm-hmm. it should do its own work i yeah, guess exactly
1: yeah man <laughs> i mean but the, i've seen some funny things and i've also you know it, it happens it happens quite frequently i would say
0: well, that dancers that want to still... Yeah, let's like... just take it, you
1: know. <laughs> and maybe it's because it could also be that it hasn't been communicated properly yeah. from the choreographer, so it may not be on the dancers. Maybe they're just going, okay, I'm going to make everything I can from this moment, which is also completely, you know, yeah. I understand that. Uh But I do think it should be communicated in order to get the best result, because otherwise sometimes it just won't make sense. And that's when you get the awkward moments of the yeah. dancer that is like... <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And then everyone else is looking that way yeah, <laughs> or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, I did. like I haven't seen maybe I don't know with Jay's um performance technique or those type of mm-hmm. classes but one thing I notice about I guess like commercial choreo whatever we want to call it that, that type of dancers as opposed to people in the battle scene mm-hmm. is they're so good at dancing on camera and I, I speak about this with a lot of people like younger dancers cuz the thing with battle styles is they're very like let's say like popping breaking stuff like that they look sick so yeah. you it is It does happen a lot that they get hired for jobs and stuff and like, okay, you're a great breaker, go on stage and, you know, you might do choreo, but you might also do a solo or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I know people that are really great freestylers and battlers but they just, you, no matter when you take a picture of them, they look like shit. <laughs> 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 and it's like, I'm saying that being a photographer as well. So it's like, yeah. I'm like, there's some people I'm like, I took like 50 shots of you and they're all crap. But like, I think there's, and then, you know, I'll go to like a class or something yeah. and I could like sneeze while I'm taking a picture. And then the shots, like all the dancers look perfect. How <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um,
1: it's like that, um, what's that movie called? Uh... With the blue steel, uh, what's it
0: called? Oh, Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No
1: matter when you say it, you're just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just that.
0: <laughs> That's what it feels like. But it's like, I think there's a skill to being able to execute your stuff and not have your face like all twisted up. And, and I guess That's there's true. a certain element of, you know, if something takes effort, your face is going to show that a bit. But yeah. it's about how to make that look presentable on camera. And I think it's something that I've said to younger dancers that it's like, even as a battler, if you understand how to dance on camera, Mm -hmm. understand how to dance on stage and for a photographer, because that might be part of the shoot, is that Mm -hmm. you need to do a solo while we take pictures and you might be doing stuff like, let's say just for an example, like with popping, the hit looks really cool, it's a nice illusion. Mm -hmm. It looks like shit in pictures. The Mm -hmm. hit, Like if you hit in pictures, we can't see it because it's a momentary thing. So now if I'm taking pictures of you as a popper, you've got to show me shapes and movement and and different things like that and if you're just used to being like i can hit the hardest and i can do this you're not useless but close to useless in a photo shoot you know so yeah. i think it's like these these type of things that we definitely don't have a lot of education set up about but is mm. that something that's like is it kind of like an unwritten thing that people just get from experience or is there people that outright like here's how you dance on camera or-
1: um i was never actually uh, no one taught me that Mm. uh it was something i learned by working okay but i did learn i mean i've heard that the i think it was actually cisco who told me like i think he mentioned the oohs and the ahs or something (laughs) it's it's a bit easier for 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 boys i guess Mm -hmm. from time to time because you can either like what is it we you can either just have the like the casual face which is like just the smoky eyes whatever (laughs) and that could go with anything yeah or then you can always express like if you're doing like ooh, ah," you can do those type of things and it can sort of enhance your breathing through it as well mm. um but it's you. for me, I was taught uh, how to do that on work. Because okay. in the beginning, I did not know. I was just always like a breathing goat. I was like, <gasps> throughout <laughs> yeah. anything I did. And then but someone... did they
0: kind of give you tips on that? Like, hey guys, yeah. your faces look like shit. Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was told. Okay, okay. People pointed it out. They were like, nah, figure that out.
0: <laughs> okay, and you just had to find something that worked yeah. on the job.
1: Yeah, okay. and I think uh, maybe it was a Sean Niles or someone who helped me out with that and just told me, nice. oh, okay, maybe do it like this or mm. think about that. I think you just, you know, and maybe, I guess, for a lot of um, commercial dancers, they also, you know, hopefully they also study the people that are performing, right. you know, already, like the ones that are on tours, and you can tell, like, what they are essentially doing as they're performing it. Right. So, with like, with anything, it's about doing your homework, even when you're not, you know, taking class or going somewhere to be taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. I mean, but I was always, you know, I never really worried about those things, because I... Originally, my first class I ever took was, um, was actually breaking, you know, oh, it's cool. the first style I dived into and I started out just doing that. I didn't, that was my first sort of approach to dance was the freedom of just, you know, obviously it being a battle genre. So, um, that was what I loved doing. And it was just like this place where I could go and go crazy, nice. you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if, I, if I was on beat or anything, but <laughs> I went crazy. It was like, yeah. rah, just a lot of things happening, very, very fast movement. Um. And I did not think about my face at then at all. More so how I felt. Yeah. But I guess to me the whole performance and the facials and whatnot it can also be too much.
0: I, you know, I'm gonna say this, and yeah. I'm not gonna let you say this. It's me that's saying this yeah. for everyone listening. I saw a clip of Paris Goble's, um the masterclass thing where uh-huh. she was doing the face, and for me, I was like, this seems way too much. I'm sure there's like many many applications of that, but for me, like that's something that turns me way off watching any performance like even just as not a dancer as like a just a person like when the dancers are really like doing their faces it, for me I'm like I don't it's, it reminds me of like um, kind of like TikTok you know like with this just over expression and it's like it just for me it crosses that line of it's like if an actor you know when the actors overact Yeah, You know, it's like someone died and they're like, what? Like a soap opera. (laughs) It kind of feels like, almost like soap opera dancing to me. That was great, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I'll Uh, remember that. I'm a professional. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think like, yeah, the the line crosses. But do you have like a, I don't know, like I guess like a concrete where it crosses the line or, you know, if there's points where you would or wouldn't encourage more facials or is it, Mm. do you just tell your dancers like what comes naturally?
1: I, it's again, it's like a preference thing. Sure. For me, I prefer for dancers to um, emphasize what they are feeling when they're performing.
0: Right. So, so it comes from a real place. It
1: comes from the real place. Yeah. Uh, I could sometimes say, okay, this is a happy song. So I, I really need you guys to tune into something a bit more positive. Sure. Rather than something like you're about to murder someone on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, But but it's more so guidelines. I prefer for it to be genuine. And I always feel like when people have facials that work it's because it seems genuine you can tell that okay it's coming it's like an extension of his movement of the movement that is happening um and that's what i love yeah and that's also a way to get the personality out you know then you know you can actually see who who's performing and it's not you know it's not like um, a template or whatever it's like not like a textbook how do we do facials when we dance yeah which i agree it can be it can see sometimes it can look like overacting yeah and then it it just doesn't hit you in that sweet spot
0: yeah yeah i think so mm. like especially for me it really comes across in the like in air quotes like sexy yeah. pieces or moves or whatever when it's like this is way too i don't find this sexy anymore because it's so like <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit,
2: oh, yeah happening? so yeah.
0: over the top it's like almost burlesque yeah, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. But, almost um, get freaky you know yeah. <laughs> like okay yeah, yeah well <laughs> damn yeah. um yeah no um yeah i agree with that i think in i guess in the I'm trying to think of a lot of parallels with the battle stuff, but Mm -hmm. I think for us, it's the balance more about more than the performance and the emotion. I would say I haven't given this any thought beyond what just now, but like, I think it's more about the effort of the move because we want to, I guess, balance between making it look easy, but showing you that what I'm doing is hard. Like if I make it look too easy, it's not, Almost not impressive, it's like you've got like you want to see that like eight flares in a row is tough, but you also don't want it to seem too tough, you know? (laughs) So it's like this is hard, but I got this. (laughs) So I find that that's a lot of like battle performances in like showing that you're trying but in a cool way. Almost, (laughs) I never
1: actually thought about that. It makes yeah, it makes sense
0: because I feel like there's some people that it's like, yeah, I I can even imagine with like, um, maybe like Crump or something, Mm -hmm. if you watch them, they really perform like. How how hard they're trying, but there's like they could probably do that with a straight face if they wanted to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But like it's like they're it's almost yeah they're letting out the emotion yeah. through their face, which I guess is what you're saying about it being natural in a way. Yeah, I think. But that's maybe true. just more like you're think you're talking more like on the happy sad that type of thing.
1: No, I I I, I think definitely you know that it should come from the movement. However, like, mm. um, but yeah, that's an interesting. That's actually, it's, it's interesting because most of the time when I'm teaching choreography, I always tell people to, you know, choose your moments. And it's, sure. that's very much in relation to what you actually said. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Not the same, but it's similar. Yeah, it's You know, the same. when once um, the dancers learn a piece of choreography, make sure you learn it so you can do it all full on effortless and you mm. can just sort of float through it and make it seem like it's nothing. But then pick the moments where you actually emphasize that that was difficult or yeah, yeah. that you owned that moment or like make choices make creative choices as you are performing and make sure that those choices are yours you Mm. know it's not i don't necessarily have to go and tell you this is the choice you should make this that i give you like if you know it's almost like i give you i give you a drawing and then you have to fill it out with your own colors of Mm. individuality you know fill out fill it out with your personality yeah and pick your moments
0: yeah i think that's super interesting because i think like again I'm I'm speaking a lot from the battle context and like mm-hmm. I know not the battle but like the freestyle side of the scene I'd say yeah and I know a lot of the what it's like to be in class and stuff because that's where I started was pretty much like doing classes and stuff yeah um but I know a lot of people misunderstand the class culture and the class community right because I think people that don't do it or aren't in it think what's the point in a way because in and there's definitely some sort of uh pretentiousness from our side on that of like oh but our styles are so deep and full of vocab like (laughs) how could you possibly do a workshop like we do and it's like shut up (laughs) but it's like i think in you know in let's say in a pop-in workshop you're going into depth with the um let's say with the with the history Mm -hmm. with the how you do that because some things you can do but do it wrong so there's like a wrong and a right in that sense yeah um there's ways to link it together structure and all that sort of stuff so i think and often the way choreography is used in freestyle workshops is just to link together vocab moves to be like, this is how you would use it if you were to put it into a thing. So yeah. it's usually something that's either done right at the end, just, oh, let's throw some crap together that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's when the class is like, we we the students aren't to a level where we're going to go into depth with the technique. We're just going to teach you, you know, like when you yeah. teach kids, you teach them a little break-in uh, yeah. routine or whatever, you know, you're not going to, you know, go into depth for three hours about how to do a flare. But no. So I think a lot of people see the, chore- the entire choreography world through that lens of like, oh, this is just something that we throw together some steps. Why are you guys doing that and going week? Every- like, what do you get out of it? And again, I'm not saying this because I don't know. I'm saying this for people listening. But mm-hmm. like, if you could describe kind of like the class community and like what, not only like what makes up a good teacher and a good class, but like what people get out of that thing as a, because it is a community. It's not yeah. just something you go to just gain knowledge and leave it's like people enjoy it they do it as a hobby they go and um I was actually talking about this the other day but like you know it's like a whole thing that uh, a whole experience that people get so like could you like kind of walk me through or people through what
1: yeah I mean I think at the end of the day it comes down to um you know it comes down to it's a huge topic I think you know I think it comes down to what what you're teaching and Mm. what kind of teacher it is because obviously if you're teaching a specific style then I think it is crucially important like you said to dive into the the history the culture the techniques the the all the specific uh, foundations and how sure. to piece them together and all of that and I think those are the classes that are obviously the most important because that's what we're building on mm. you know um in order to then continue to build like within choreography you, most of the people are inspired from different styles so you know right. they know different styles and they include them in their choreography process Myself included is building on a lot of different styles. Um, I guess class culture nowadays it's a, it's it's a mixed bag. You know, there's you've got. Um, I always talk. I whenever this topic comes up, it always ends with like the whole social media approach because sure. that's where we're at in our yeah. now, nowadays. It's that's one of the. Um, it's changed a lot for the industry, I know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when a lot of students. What I tell to my, the people that take my intensives or just students that you are regulars in my classes, I always tell them to take at least, you know, let's say you take one class that you're fully comfortable in, yeah. something that you go to, you know, you go to that class to have fun and, you know, just, you know, have a blast. You know, yeah. you're going to be safe. You know, you might be getting your video at the end of the class sure. if that's happening. But then if you take one, you should definitely double that up with classes that you feel uncomfortable in. Right. Um, uh, even if it's whatever class that may be your foundation class or, you know, a difficult choreography class or mm. something that you're not used to. Um, and it's, uh, I think maybe that should be more people's mindsets. Cause I think one of the problems at hand right now is when you look at the community, a lot of people are taking classes that they are, you know, they're just comfortable in them because sure. they know they need, maybe they need to prioritize to get that one video and then they will be sorted for the week. Mm. Maybe they can only afford one class a week. And then, you know, it comes down to am I going to take the class that I'm going to be challenged in but maybe I'll look like shit? Yeah. Or I'm going to get t- am I going to take the class where I'm actually going to, you know, look fantastic and I'll get that video and Yeah. But then I won't grow. Mm. So that's that's one element where I usually I would always say you should take the one that you're going to be challenged in and not get the video. And I, and I do understand that um, uh, we live in a day and age where your Instagrams are your, are your resumes, and you want to make sure that's updated. Sure. But if you are continuously posting the same stuff, that's n- that's going to only get you booked by the same person or in mm-hmm. the same category of things. And it's not going to showcase to anyone that you are investing in growth or in your own artistry. You're just sort of keeping it at bay. Yeah, um, And then yeah then with time, you will eventually you know you will start to conquer these new styles and these new approaches to movement, and that will show in mm-hmm. your performance and you'll get better. and then you can actually film that. you know that's something better to document. But I think like a lot of people lack patience um, yeah. and and then therefore, they're skipping a lot of steps, you know, the steps to build on, the steps to to get to a point where we understand what what it is that is happening, where the movement is coming from mainly from foundational styles, but Mm. also just, you know, being challenged. And I'm not saying that that's a right or wrong way. I think there's, you know, classes are, there's classes for everyone. And there's, there's classes, the classes that are easy and simple approach wise, they should remain, they should stay there. But I just think maybe when it comes down to the class community and the class culture, students should maybe think that they should understand, again, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. You know, vote with your wallet at yeah. the end of the day some of those classes that you may go okay i'm, I'm gonna take that really difficult class or that locking class or yeah. that popping class i'm gonna take that next week and then today i'm gonna say and then they keep pushing it postponing it all of a sudden there won't be a next week yeah you know because everyone has to get paid yeah yeah sure and you have the you have the classes that are full-on packed with you know i don't know how many people but it's uh, it's the same approach weekly and it's more of a more of a let's go and have a fun party yeah, time sure which is great, but if we all of a sudden are left with just those classes, how are we going to grow as a community? For sure,
0: yeah. And I think that's the thing of like, I guess like the mainstream versus specialism or whatever. Like Mm. the reason that those classes are, like those those classes that are challenging Mm. are maybe more for the professionals and for the higher level dancers or people wanting to get to that level, right? Yeah, The people that... I can imagine those classes where it's like fun and party time, a mm-hmm. lot of those people aren't professional dancers or have no aspiration to be professional. Well, that's the problem.
1: Yeah. Because they are.
0: Oh, okay. I understand that. And that's, <laughs> I mean not, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah, are, yeah, but sure. I'm saying but most, too many. <laughs> most
1: of the professionals find all of a sudden, you know, tend to yeah, I tend to see those people in the classes where mm. as a professional you need to consistently stay on top of yourself and push yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and that's I always admire when, when dancers do that, even sure. though they have maybe done shitloads of jobs and they have a lot of experience, but yeah. if they still to make that choice to step out of their comfort zone, that's when you know they're serious, you mm. know. Um, but yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you would, you would think that it would just be people that turn up for their hobby sure. or just are enjoying themselves. But most of the time, it is, um, it is packed with the professionals. <laughs> and that just lowers the standards of what, of what is being expected, mm. um, you know, when it comes down to working. Yeah. If that's the standard, then how are we gonna make how are we ever gonna make sort of the rest of the industry, you know, respect dance to a new level and not think yeah. that it's just gonna be down here all the time.
0: And I wonder though, also, like just playing devil's advocate, I wonder if mm-hmm. there's an it, not an issue, but like I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of being like a younger dancer, and it's like, mm. say I know you uh, book a lot of jobs, or you're the choreographer that like is the one to know, and and yeah. that type of thing, and you've got a class, mm-hmm. and your choreography is hard and it looks very hard from <laughs> from what yeah. I've seen but like I would maybe think that I'm I mean me personally I'd be like fuck it but mm-hmm. I can imagine a younger dancer being like I'm worried because I know he, Tobias Tobias, not Tobias, Tobias you can
1: say Tobias you can say Tobias Tobias see Toby
0: <laughs> to, yeah so I, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name the podcast <laughs> Tobias. um So I can imagine people being like, okay, Tobias' choreography is super hard, but he's also the guy that books the jobs, right? So Mm -hmm. there's two approaches. Either I go to his class, I'm shit for a while, and then I get good, which is, Mm -hmm. I I would imagine, the more admirable approach or the approach that we want to channel people into. Mm -hmm. But there's also the approach of, like, I don't want him to see me fuck up. Struggle. Yeah, because he's going to look at me and go, "Ah, Yeah. Like, which is, I don't know, for me... Again, I'm playing both sides, but it's like, if I can't do your choreography, I'm not ready to be employed by you. So mm-hmm. why does it matter anyway?
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: at the same time, if if I need to dance to pay my rent, <laughs> I might be like, well, Tobias is in the other class. Let me just go and do a yeah. class that I'm dope at and hopefully he'll see me and hire me or someone else will hire me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I get where money comes into play. Yeah,
2: that's true. It's
0: like, it must be tough for a younger dancer who has a lot of people that even, even besides the money, they might not want you to see them mess up because Mm -hmm. they just look up to you. Um, And that's, you know, that's a powerful, I guess, like drug in itself, the admiration thing of, of how it can throw you off, but then add into that, you Mm -hmm. know, you need to find a way to get paid. And we're saying, go and die in someone's class. But I think it's, I think it's a a long-term vision. And I think that's what in general, younger people lack, and I sound like a fucking old man saying that. But <laughs> I feel like I
1: sound like an old man as well. But it's true, though. To when
0: be I fair. was when I was eighteen, I was the same. It's like you only think four months. I, 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 yeah. like, I remember when I first started um, doing choreo when I was like eighteen. I think um, I had some friends that were friends with like Marlon and those guys from Flawless, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is true, but they the friend told me. Oh, um, did you know, like when Flawless first started, they didn't perform for like a whole year and they just trained for a year to like get their shit together. Right. And at the time I was like, whoa, they trained for an entire year before they did a performance. And mm-hmm. I'm like, now I'm like,
2: that's nothing. Like, mm, exactly. <laughs> like
0: you might go a year in between like uh, stuff if you're training a new style or whatever. And it's like,
2: yeah,
0: that just now I'm like, well, that's just smart. <laughs> <Investment,
2: yeah. laughs>
0: like you make a new crew, yeah. You spend about a year getting to know each other, learn each other's choreography, all that. But yeah. I think my point was like, at that time I was so short sighted. I was like, a year is way too long. Everything changes in a year. But um, yeah, I guess it's like, you know, just because you're not ready to work Mm -hmm. in this analogy of like me coming to your class and not being ready. It's like, just wait, (laughs) just get better, take your time, improve. And then when you're there, you'll be ready to work. And, you know, there's other ways to make money, especially in London.
1: Honestly, I think... um I think yeah you're completely right I it is some um, it I understand people's approach like that I understand why you would be oh I don't want to go because yeah. he's gonna look me I mean, he's gonna see me struggle he's gonna I come I'm gonna look shit. and that, yeah and that. yeah but it comes down like it comes down to that same thing it's just patience sure you know and how much do you want to invest your time like if you there's a lot of people who's who came to my classes and they were struggling mm-hmm. you know they it, and it's mostly I'm not gonna lie it's always a struggle the first time you take it It's always going to be when you do anything new. Mm. Um, But consistency is key and patience is key. And a lot of those people, those very same people, have been doing a lot of work for me Mm. afterwards. Maybe it went maybe six months, maybe two months, maybe one month. You can't really set a time limit on it. But for me, what I value is when I see people, you know, investing themselves, like consistently.
0: Because I would imagine as a choreographer or or, uh, anyone hiring anyone to be yeah. honest yeah you are also looking for character alongside yes. skill so yes. if it's like skill but you just showed up the first time it's like all right you're dope but i don't know anything about you yeah that's true yeah. versus now you're dope but i've seen you for the last three years and you hustle that's yeah. what i want on my team you yeah. know
1: exactly um yeah it's definitely true i i really really um i appreciate that a lot when yeah. when that happens and it's very rare that i actually hire someone who's not been in my classes before if i'm being really honest because yeah. i it's such a gamble. I wouldn't really know if they can execute my movement. Sure.
0: So. And I think, you know, again, I'm really on the outskirts hearing bits mm-hmm. and pieces. But, like, this is what I think that, I, I mean, maybe there is an an element of, uh, I don't know if you call it, like, nepotism. But, like, people hiring their friends and stuff. But mm-hmm. I've always heard this criticism, even from, you know, when I was 18, like, people were like, oh, these people just hire their friends. And I've always thought, like, in a, in a straightforward, like, kind of pragmatic way, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yes, it may look like they're hiring their friends, but also you want to hire people that you know, because even if, and that's what I think the maybe the messed up thing is with um, auditions, like it, it, maybe there's a way to make it more clear that like these mm. people will have preferential treatment because we've known them in class or whatever. But if you just show up to an audition and kill the choreography, there's more layers to it than that. And I think what you want is to know that someone's going to turn up to rehearsals on time, someone that's going to behave professionally on set, uh, someone that's going to not shit themselves the first time they see the audience. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining things, but like those are only things you can know from experience. So even if you've auditioned and killed the audition and someone else who knows the choreographer gets it, it might not just be, it might not be just like, um, Oh yeah, let's give the money to our friends. It might be, I need people I can trust. Mm -hmm. And as a choreographer, I would assume you're, your uh, reputation is on the line, the same as the dancers. So mm-hmm. you can't afford to to risk on someone new and have them do some stupid shit, you know, <laughs> show up high or something on yeah, set, be and late then or whatever. Yeah, yeah, be late or whatever it is. And so you're in a way, I kind of get how that works. Where you're like, ah, I need people. Like if you know, as a photographer or a videographer, if someone asks me, can you recommend a friend? Mm. Like if I can't do a job, and they're like, well, can you recommend someone? I'm only recommending people I can trust of course people that are good but if you're good and I don't know anything about you I'm like I can't mm. recommend you and then you don't show up or you you know do something crazy and they're like why did you recommend us this person you know yeah so I think yeah I don't know like I've heard have you heard that this type of thing yeah. of the nepotism mess yeah,
1: of. I've heard it and and uh, you know it's I think honestly, to me, it's always about, number one is talent. Of Mm. course, talent is one thing, but for me, it's also, are you a good person? You know, are you a team player? Are you there not just, you know, are you there for the right reasons? And are you going to help people who would struggle next to you? Um, are you professional? Are you going to be there on time? Are you like like, all those different things, they, they really play into the decision process of booking and hiring someone and. You know, it's not. I wouldn't say like, yeah. A lot of my friends I've trained with my entire life, so I know that they are who they are. So that's obviously just great for me to know. But then, thankfully, you can also do such a thing as just do a quick, you know, background check on people. You know, because nowadays everyone knows everyone, and it happens a lot of time for me where I'm going. Okay, this one person here, she's really dope, but I'm not too sure. You know, is she experienced enough? Has she worked enough? Does she know how to perform? And so maybe I'll hit up someone who's worked with her before and someone i trust yeah and then see whatever they say so it's just important that you leave a good sort of um last impression on the people you work with 100%. It's, it's everything like yeah just don't be <laughs> late guys yeah just don't this be, is, late. Oh my God. be professional be this is... be a team player there's nothing better than when you work with people and you actually and someone is maybe challenged by the choreography or maybe going through something and you then see someone one of the dancers going, "Hey, let's go over it. Let's yeah, do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes me so happy, you yeah. know. And it and it does not happen enough, you know. It's so it's one of my main things. Be a team player. Yeah, be yeah. there for the right reason and don't don't bring uh, negative energy into the space. Yeah, because that can also happen quite a lot. Don't be like one of those that sits over in the corner, and like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get my chi on time. Yeah, whatever yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. you know, he's just
0: being crappy to work with. Then yeah, what's like, the point?
1: Yeah. I mean if there's something that is not all right of course communicated sure. we'll take care of it but yeah it's a it's a huge thing for me yeah that you are just you know making sure that you keep things down to earth but i think yeah for me it also it's also something that choreographers need to remember because mm. a lot of choreographers who comes in and you know and they're working and and maybe they feel like they need to enhance themselves or blow themselves up and put on put on some sort of persona I think if you treat your people with respect, you're gonna be treated with respect. Yeah. So it's like it's it goes both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think like, I mean, in every area and every discipline, but like, there's people who maybe they're they've got either they've like got themselves into a position that maybe their skill set doesn't not deserve but you know i mean like then maybe it's an accident or something happened and now they feel insecure and they're like oh i need to make sure everyone knows i'm the best even though
2: yeah
0: or there might be the opposite where someone's skill set is so good but they have no experience working with people so they're just like i'm just dope but i've had never had to control a room before and now i have all these dancers that are looking at me and i like you know it does funny things to people (laughs) it definitely does (laughs) um so i was gonna ask you about your style actually you mentioned about uh a couple of times about your style so I again speaking really from the outskirts I feel like you have a quite a unique way of dancing um my very limited experience I guess with choreographic styles like Mm -hmm. I feel like you mentioned Marty Kadelka I feel like that sort of thing is the closest thing I've seen to the type of way that you dance um what like how did you develop your style because also I feel like Again, I'm looking for different stuff, I think, with dance because of the way my mind is is uh, trained from this side of the scene. Mm-hmm. But I feel like your stuff is very... Um, dynamic seems like such a generic, crappy word. Like, it's so dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as in... <laughs> a specific, lot, maybe. Yeah, but, like, a lot of it is, like, weight changes and you're moving from... And it's really big, so you'll be up and then down and then here and then right and then spin. And it's, like, yeah. almost like you're intentionally... Uh, thinking like, okay, what's the hardest way to get from A to B? (laughs) That's kind of how it feels like watching it sometimes.
2: Um,
0: Whereas some people I feel like it's more about what, not the easiest in a a negative way, but like what is the natural flow of things? And I don't, again, on the reverse side, I don't mean that in a negative way about your choreography that it doesn't feel natural, but it's almost more exciting to watch because you've said, or or this is my, in my head, it feels like you've said, everyone's expecting me to put my right foot down. Yeah. I'm going to jump over it and put my left foot down or whatever it yeah. is, or I'm going to land on my head. Like, <laughs> so is there like a thought process in terms of, rather than just, okay, what's the next move is like, how am I going to get to that? Or how do you, I guess, build up that structure?
1: It's a great question. I mean, the the, the structure in itself, like it's, it always starts for me, it always starts with um, like, I think for most people, it starts with the feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, start with the feeling and it starts with the groove and I figure out what we're building on. Sometimes I would sit down and I would study a song for a while. Mm-hmm. And other times I would just jump right into it. i go and just pretty much freestyle like yeah. for a couple of eight counts and then go, okay, that felt nice. Okay, let me see what that was. And then the next phase is for me always to add... Um, shapes to it, make sure that it works visually so that it's not just, you know, my feeling, but also that it works when multiple people are doing it. Mm. So I add like maybe a line, maybe some, some symmetrics, whatnot. Yeah. But then what I usually do is I go back and I then sort of go through the whole piece. And from time to time, there'll be a moment where I feel like that's too predictable. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've done before. <clears throat> right. This is something that I would always do. So then I deliberately dive into what would feel uncomfortable for me. Cool. to do what we feel um maybe in in the beginning it does not feel organic at all something that is just straight up weird for my body yeah 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 and it's essentially that process that has kept me you know i guess it's kept me interested in my and it, it it not interested well interested yeah it's kept me sort of interested in the process of creating because it challenged me challenges mm. me every single time I dive into it.
0: Because you guess you're trying to better yourself every routine. Yeah so you're like, I've done that before. Not like someone else does that. It's like yeah. I've done this, which I think a lot of people settle into. It's like, yeah, yeah. this is what I do. Exactly. Whereas you're like, yeah. no, it is what I do, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Because that that keeps me alive with um in my craft. You know, yeah. it keeps me pushing in a direction where it stay it feels like I am also consistently growing in the process um, of creating. The problem is, though. <laughs> then it can obviously. Whenever I've done a new routine, I've had that process, and you know, I've I've rediscovered something. And honestly, there's nothing better than when you are struggling. And I literally struggle. Sometimes I struggle for a week just to do one little phrase because mm. I want to challenge myself to get to that point. I would hit myself in the face. <laughs> I fall down. Eventually, whenever whenever that happens and I get it, it's the best feeling in the yeah. world. It's like. I just accomplished something that was new for me. Yeah, I right. discovered something new for me. And then the whole process is for me to teach how to do that, yeah. You know, which is always a challenge. I was going to say, if it took
0: you a week to get it. Exactly.
1: Because <laughs> so then, then obviously you have a bunch of routines that I'm, I'm always consistently building on this new formula, like not new formula, the same formula. But obviously whatever I did last week, uh, in the beginning it was uncomfortable, but by the end of the week it was maybe comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to do it and make it sort of seem organic and all those things. But, and then I start to build on that. Mm. So for the people coming in for that next class, they would struggle even just doing the foundation of that one thing. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying consistency is key because every single class we're building on whatever we did last week. Yeah. Not specifically, but in order to push the growth and, and challenge myself and also challenge the students. Mm. Um, that's my approach. I like to keep it alive like that, make it interesting for myself. Um yeah but it's a challenge and when it comes down to when it comes down to styles and whatnot um a lot of my inspirations are you know tap dancers oh
0: nice
1: I love watching. I guess I can see that actually yeah like tap dance it's like my favorite uh, genre of dance to be mm. fair but I've actually never never trained it okay because I never really had the, the opportunity to do it back in Denmark but I, I just always watch like the Nicholas Brothers or, mm. you know the Bojangles or the Bill Robinsons, you know, all these tap pioneers, yeah. obviously Gene Kelly. And, um, and it's always, for me, it's it's such a beautiful way of moving. Mm. And it's obviously transitioned into multiple other stars that we know today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it is me watching these things and maybe trying to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then whatever way it works out for me. Nice. And then, you know, I take from different elements such as you know breakdancing a lot of mm. the weight transfer things are coming from that yeah, yeah that was my first foundation so that's what i've always been building on that's how i can you know slide and yeah. come down quickly and all those things um but yeah it is true like i it is definitely one of those things where i try to challenge myself in the process and therefore you know you know it might be really uncomfortable for some people when they yeah. get in there yeah but you know that's part of it um yeah, I mean. Do
0: you ever get to a point where you're like, you go through the process and you're like, "No, this is too hard. Let me go back and make it and fix it." Yeah, <laughs> like, it happens. You it push happens it too
1: far. Sometimes I push myself so far that it's the point where I can't even do it. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe I get it like every once in ten times, and I'm like, okay. Like this is get, not real. Get real with it, to me. So <laughs> yeah. You can't. You know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, especially when you're when you're teaching it. It's funny because I was just in Slovenia with the uh, EC twins. Um oh, oh. And they are just fantastic and we always sort of get together whenever we can and have little sessions and yeah. just create this time was great because we did it um to we didn't really have a specific thing in mind last time we were shooting some of my videos for mm. the vault but uh <laughs> this time was like okay let's just create yeah, let's just yeah. see what happens and then we had wine and we ate food <laughs> and like, let's go dance and you know one of those uh, so it was fantastic um but we came out with, uh, with like, three new routines. And oh, nice. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, don't, I can't remember why I was saying that. <laughs> um, what, was trying, what, what was I talking about before?
0: I can't remember. You said it was funny because you were in Slovenia.
1: Yeah, because of the whole the difficult, like, the approach to the choreography and yeah. the movement. I think it was... Um, yeah, I mean, when I'm, whenever I'm working with them, it's essentially like there's three of us, you know, <laughs> and we're very similar in our nice. approach to movement. So what we always sort of, we always have strong opinion. We always try out different, like difficult things. Um, oh, that, that was it. So whenever we make a new routine and we finish it, we always go, great. We're never gonna teach this. Ever. <laughs> We always have that look with we like, yep, yeah, that sucks, but it's great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you teach it?
1: Because it's it's so difficult. Oh, you know? right,
0: is right, that, right. You're just like, only we can do it's it. It's
2: like when
1: you realize, and we sometimes we only realize that at the end. Yeah, yeah. But then it's done. But it's, it's the process, you know. I love that. I just love diving into these new territories yeah. and trying new things.
0: How, if you were, let's say, teaching a routine for class mm-hmm. that you had to teach in an hour and a half, mm-hmm. how long is it taking you to make up something like that? like Mm. start if you like go from nothing to finished ready to teach
1: um it would probably take me it depends a lot like if it's um most of the time when it's an hour and a half i would probably not get more through more than four counts of eight maybe eight uh and it could be something that i could i could do that in a day or i could Mm -hmm. do that in two days okay depending on how intricate the music is and how specific i want it to be uh but actually now I prefer to teach for at least uh two hours okay because I've started to do this thing where when I'm teaching I dive into um a lot of different variations of I guess you can call them sort of foundations in my style that I utilize a lot in my choreography and I do different variations of them and I teach that to the students sort of drilling it getting it in their system uh, and then we take those grooves and we, trend, we use them to travel across the floor nice. so they understand how to utilize the movement for traveling mm-hmm. um and then the choreo happens but for a lot of people it makes it easier because they can then start to understand what we're actually sort of building on yeah and then once the choreo happens it's going to be a brain fog no matter what but at least they're sort of prepared for Got you. what you know and they have something else to take with them as mm. well um and that was just awesome to see when I did it in my intensive. So I was able to like finally see some of these really difficult footwork things that I sometimes do. And I was able to see some of the students do that.
0: Because you've been able to break it down and say, like this is yep. the foundation of how I use that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And just drilling it repetition repetition just like uh, seven
0: eight
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah sweating oh
0: my god i can't feel my legs i don't care
1: no i'm yeah. not I'm, I'm joking
0: yeah but i guess when the routine comes they'll be thankful <laughs> yeah
1: honestly because then all of a sudden they're like oh
0: yeah i know this that's thing. the thing that we drilled yeah. yeah
1: um so i've been enjoying that a lot which nice. is why now i'm mostly i'm just teaching two hours because the 90 minutes is just yeah it's yeah. not enough especially not an hour yeah like yeah. Ooh, especially if
0: you want to do a warm-up as well yeah which and potentially groups to. or whatever or show it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a half an hour teaching.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah,
0: so again, like answer this as you feel comfortable. Of course. But like what's your uh you as a professional, what makes up your professional life, I guess? Like what what's mm. uh in in a in a like financial sense? Like where is your rent money coming from? Or mm. like you know what I mean? Like what's <laughs> the is it like okay, class is just something I do extra but it's this type of work that is my bread and butter or is there if you got a little breakdown of where your professional life is split I guess
1: yeah I mean um, so I have a company uh, which is where most of my work goes through it's, okay. um, it's called Elam Creatives mm-hmm. and essentially um, that is, is most of my choreography work goes through that also my teaching work whenever I'm teaching abroad and whatnot um, so I guess you can say it's a combination of choreography, uh commercial work. Mm-hmm. Um which can be anything, but that's just coming back now, you know. Right, yeah, because of the pandemic. Like it's pandemic. been sort of a tough road on that. So yeah. I did a lot of online teaching as well during that time. But it's for me it's always been the teaching uh and the choreography. Or yeah. it was the teaching and the dancing. Mm-hmm. It was those two things that I was sort of uh, split between. So
0: you're more choreographing and teaching then you are like dancing for other people at this point yeah. yeah
1: it's been i think it's been five years since i actually did that oh wow okay um so i made that uh, decision um like after a couple of years in the industry working as a commercial dancer um it was more so i just realized that i missed creating and i missed you know being able to have an opinion about the things and yeah. you know be a part of the process yeah yeah so it was actually at the EMAs. I just finished a performance with some of my good friends, uh, my best friend, actually. And we uh, we came off stage. Uh, it was for Justin Bieber. Came off stage. It was a great experience, and we had loads of fun. Um, but a lot of people that came off, they were crying their eyes out. Like, Oh, really? my God.
2: Like, oh, it
0: was oh, happy. Happy, well, yeah, right. happy tears. <laughs> like, no, I hate my life. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: no they were literally like... Yeah, yeah. tears coming down. It was a beautiful moment for them. And I was so happy for them. Mm. But then I looked at myself and I said, the fuck? <laughs> I don't feel anything. You're just like, man,
0: another job. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
1: And I f- thought that was maybe a little, you know, selfish. Mm. Like, why am I taking this opportunity away from someone who could feel that? Mm. And I know that I love doing other things. So I figured, you know what, let me make a decision from this point on. And tried to prioritize that yeah and then gradually uh, that happened which was fantastic i got brought into to do some um contributing choreography for kylie minogue with nice. ashley wallen who was the choreographer and uh, but still also dancing on it and that was also that was sort of the transition phase into choreography nice and then it's been that ever since really
0: and when you say you have a company how how does that work is that kind of like um like people will call you and then you have the company so then you can also recommend people or how does it is it like an agency kind of thing or how Uh, does that work
1: it's more right now at this point it's um it's not like a dance company or it's or or an agency for that i mean it's mostly just um it makes it easier for me to take everything and include it into this corporation Uh, so at this stage it's it's just that sometimes it will happen that you know a job will come in and you know i would you know i would get it and i'll bring in dancers via that but i don't take commission from dancers and like and right. stuff like that um because i don't want to be an agency that's the what? last thing i want to be in the entire world <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm I'm down to it eventually maybe managing people managing other choreographers creatives yeah. you name it but um yeah no i'm not intending to being a dance agency Fair. But that's pretty much what it is. So it's always been like a split thing for me, okay. and it's and it's good because then you know some some months you wouldn't know if there would be any uh, choreography work or dance work, and then I would tap into the teaching. I'll go, okay, let me set this up, let me do yeah, this yeah, and that, yeah. uh, and it's made it easier to cope and to pay my rent. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of it is also saving up. A lot of the key for me, at least, has been saving up and be very wise about money. Um, because you never you actually never know and it could also be you set up a class and then no one shows up yeah yeah sure sure and you're like and also
0: I think the thing with classes is like they don't I mean I would imagine no matter the size of your name it may not Mm -hmm. just be that your first class is packed like you have to build and even the consistency like you were saying but on the choreographer's side of like keep the class running so people know it's there and get used to it and you know so that can maybe, where you have to invest, you're like, right, for the first couple of months, I might not have a great turnout, but let me invest my money into this yeah. and build a class. You know, that's like a main, like a staple exactly. of the community, I guess.
1: Exactly. I mean, a great example of that, I wasn't here when she lived here, but it's Diana, you know, mm. Diana Matsus. Um, I remember a lot of people, a lot of my friends who are also her friends, uh, told me that when she was, when she was first teaching here, there was almost no people in the class. Yeah, I think it's, I remember, yeah. It was, there was not a lot of people. And now you look at her, you know, it's yeah. like, talk about investment right there.
0: Exactly, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and perfect segue, actually, with <laughs> the investment. But um, <laughs> I couldn't have you here without asking you about your video work that you're doing. Ah, um, yes. So obviously, at the moment, you've got The Vault, which is every week. Yes. For mm. 17 weeks. That's and right. the last one is coming out this week.
1: The last one is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, well, is this we're recording will be... This, yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, no wait what day are we we're Tuesday this will come out on Sunday so it will have already come out so this will be a nice uh wrap up to the vault actually (laughs) I didn't do that on purpose (laughs) but it's uh working out to the benefit but um okay so talk to me let's go back actually so the first video I think that I saw of yours was the one that was shot in London Mm -hmm. with uh Janet Jackson
1: yeah burn it
0: up yes and that one blew Yes. Like big time. Um, was that the first one of that type that you did? Yes. Okay. So yeah, there was that one, and then am I right in saying the next two were the Michael Jackson ones? Yeah. Black and white and scream. Yes. And then the vault. Yeah. Oh, have I missed any? No, that's it. Okay, cool. So, talk me through like all of that. I'm super fascinated. Like I loved the. I loved all of them actually. But um, when I first saw the one in London, I was like, "This is sick." Like, I liked. <sighs> you know what I like about the videos? I like. I think sometimes the, for me anyway, like the balance between on a concept video, the Mm. balance between the concept and the dance sometimes is mismatched. Yeah. And I think maybe people, this is definitely my personal preference, but I'm like, I loved that your video was just sick dancing. Like it wasn't like... Too much, like, uh, happening that was like, oh, when are they going to get to the dancing? It was like, dance, 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 dance. Straight up. Yeah, and all of it was dope. And it was like, next <laughs> next uh, group, dance, next group, dance. If you haven't seen what we're talking about, guys, please check it out. Um But, yeah, that's what I loved about it. And I think, you know, maybe there was people that saw that first one and were like, oh, I wish there was more concept. Mm. And we'll get onto the vault later. But, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, that's what I loved about it because I was like, this is sick. And I think the choreography is dope as well. So it was really nice to see. Awesome, um, so what inspired all of... Then, d- Did you have all of this planned at the beginning or did you just start with the London one and then think, oh, fuck it, I'll do that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, what kind of inspired the, the push to create? Because these things are not... For anyone that hasn't seen them or people that have, these things are not like let me grab a couple of friends and film something in the park, <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is like big production shit.
1: Let me grab like 100 friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like <laughs> <laughs> spend, to different countries. yeah. So what was the, yeah, what inspired that? What was the plan? Where did the idea come from?
1: Um, so the Burn It Up video was uh, very impulsive. It was just sort of, um, it was, it's funny cause I had, it was, I think it maybe it was in 2015 um i was kind of fresh still in london mm-hmm. and at the time i met uh, a nice guy called mike dones uh he's he a
2: videographer yeah i've heard uh, of he's a name. producer now actually oh cool uh,
1: congrats mike on that Ooh, fancy <laughs> producer now. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> i'm gonna move in with him in la actually.
0: oh sick so nice
1: yeah um anyways so he was in london he was working on star wars which was great for him sick and uh, then he he knew a lot of people in the dance community and um he was at the studio which at the time was uh, studio 68. Mm-hmm. he was at that studio and uh, we just started connecting he filmed one of my classes when he you know he was a nice guy and then he was like yeah man uh you should do like a video like a cool video i was like mm-hmm. yeah maybe i should you know, i'll think about it yeah and then it just it was one of those things where i went back and um into my little room at the time i was living with my uh my friend anders also from denmark um and then the idea just came to me i was like oh my god we should do a video about versatility because that's essentially what the mindset for me was mm-hmm. that it's just showcase versatility uh, which is why in the video i'm doing different people's choreographies yeah. um so oh, let's do it i have to do it and then the song dropped um the janet uh, burn it up uh, track and i just realized okay I mean, let me let me jump on this train it's a mm-hmm. dope track i love janet i love missy yeah can't go wrong so essentially then i just sort of put the whole thing together in like a week i reached out to a couple people some people said no some people said yes uh to um contribute with choreography and featuring it and stuff like that and then we filmed it in a week so it was kind of quick it was like one week of just being in the studio multiple people at once learning different people's routines and then the next uh week of just shooting it in different spots
0: so you had everyone like kind of come and meet you in the studio to learn the choreography and then meet again to film in the different spots, right?
1: So that video was the easiest one to do when (laughs) it comes down to that, because it wasn't that difficult. It was all locals, you know, it made sense. And it was just impulsive. I wasn't even thinking like too deeply into it. I was just like, okay, let me see what happens here. A lot of it was also coincidence. When you look at that final scene, uh right by the O2 with the I lights love that scene. yeah Bro, it was it was great yeah. but we only had they came because you know London they always sort of when you try to guerrilla style <laughs> it they always tell you to get the heck yeah, out of yeah, there yeah. uh and we we shot there and we got one shot which was, it was great it was a great shot but it wasn't the one mm. you know when you know it's like yeah ah, yeah
0: we could get this
1: we could do a better job and then the security woman came over and she was like yeah I'm gonna have to uh, kick you guys out of here but um so I'm going to look the other way and maybe you can have one more go. Oh, I was like, yes, girl. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. you. What's your phone number? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we did it and the, and the, the lights uh, were so beautiful because there was this yeah. huge LED screen on the side. We were dancing and then miraculously at the end, on beat, it changes. <laughs> yeah. And it goes red. I'm like, what the
0: fuck? This is perfect. This yeah. is crazy
1: um but yeah so that one was impulsive and then obviously it then exploded yeah i think was... i
0: checked yesterday and it's like 4.4 4 million views yes some... that's Ugh, true yeah you
1: know. it's pretty crazy um
0: because janet shared it right yeah which she uh, nice.
1: she immediately saw it it was funny i remember i was on a date when <laughs> <laughs> when it blew up when yeah. when it happened and it happened with obviously her sharing it and that girl, bless her. It must have been the worst date for her ever. Because <laughs> you're it, just on your phone. <laughs> it blew up. I was like, what? Ah, what's happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah. and,
1: you know, she was like, Who is this selfish dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it this fucking, He's like, oh, oh it's just
0: Janet oh. Jackson <laughs> texting me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was crazy. But yeah, it exploded and it, it went viral viral in the term of it. And mm. that was something that for, at the time I also have to had to sort of figure out how to deal with that. Okay. Cause I had never tried anything like that. And right. I think for anyone who who tries that their or experiences that their work goes viral? It's a bit of a weird one because mm. you you have to sort of you have to tackle a lot of things. You have to be content with it, maybe not happening again, or you know the expectations that other people have of you. Yeah. Or it's just there's a lot of th- there's a lot of things to deal with mm-hmm. in that realm, which I dealt with. But in the beginning, I was just like, I it's a weird thing. It's like, what is happening? You can't really yeah um, fully digest it.
0: And in just on that, in in the thing going viral before, like in that sense, not that you didn't have a body of work choreographically because you did, but in terms of oh, videos. I it, didn't really,
2: you know. Okay, yeah. I didn't really.
0: So it was like that was your first video and it went viral. Did you yeah. get anything off the back of that, like in a direct way where someone's like, hey, I saw this video, we want to hire you for this? Yeah. Okay.
1: That that whole video kickstarted pretty much my whole teaching career. Oh, wow. I had okay. been teaching before and putting out stuff and people have been saying, I hey, you should come to London. But that was the video that pretty much put me on the map when it wow. comes down to okay. most of the work I've done.
0: Because I saw that, and I did. I don't think I knew who you were before that, but I mm. assumed I had missed out. Like yeah, I saw yeah. that, I was like, oh, this guy must be already big and he just be, made yeah. a video. But it was more the other way around, that's what.
1: Yeah, it was the first thing that sort of okay. came out. And I'm grateful for that, you know. Yeah in many ways and it, it did open up a lot of doors for me a lot of doors that were opened and shot and you know um I had a lot of actually a lot of communication with the Janet team yeah. at the time didn't really end it didn't end up happening but there's a lot of great things that yeah. happened and I was very grateful for it um and then it led us to sort of the follow-up of sure you know I wanted to to do sort of the same thing but you know do it bigger essentially yeah and then i figured it would be a great way to do it was to keep it in the jackson family i went for uh, the black or white video uh, mm. with um, michael jackson and uh, yeah then we traveled <laughs> how many do we? we traveled to 60 uh, no 14
0: Fourteen countries, I believe. That's, and this is not with Mike anymore. This is with Josh. This was the mic. Oh, this was Mike. Oh, it was the Mike? Okay, yeah. okay right. Uh, so you two just traveled together.
1: Oh, we hated each other. So
0: like,
1: <laughs> I mean, we're brothers, but oh my goodness, it was so, yeah.
0: Spending that much time with someone is uh,
1: the behind-the-scenes stuff is hilarious because we just we're talking shit about each other. We're like,
2: fuck you, man.
1: <laughs> we had so many arguments in the plane about uh, <laughs> about Europe and America. It was like whatever, <laughs> typical Americans. Yeah. It was like, yeah, Europeans. Ooh. So fancy. All <laughs> um, no, it was awesome. Um, I re- I think back of that time and go, okay, that was a special, yeah. special experience. Because we traveled to uh, 14 or 13 countries in 16 days. Jesus. It was mental. Like, we're talking even going from um, from Australia and then flying straight to New York. You know, that's like you're flying back in time.
0: That's mad. <laughs> and so this, when you planned this, is this mm. like... I'm already working in Australia. I'm already in France. Let me just film. Or is it like I'm buying all these tickets fresh and we're doing this from yeah. the ground? Jesus. Uh,
1: there was one, the scene in Barcelona. Uh, I was there conveniently enough uh, teaching and okay. then I, I flew Mike out and we were able to do it there. But yeah, that was pretty much it. Then it was a couple in London, which was obviously easier to shoot. Yeah, But most of it, it was you just, just flew out. we made a choice. I made a choice and said, okay, we're going, we're going that country to that country, and then just had to organize everything.
0: And uh, again, like uh, I don't want to ask too many personal questions if you don't want to answer. But like <laughs> in terms of funding something like that, yeah. is that like you saved up your own money and just put it in, or was there? Did you try and get corporate help or anything? Or
1: I tried. Yeah. I tried, but it it's I was uh, <laughs> it just didn't really happen. You know, yeah. I tried to reach out to some people, some some um you know some some different airlines and whatnot yeah didn't really work out so i just figured you know what let me just do it okay. so i used my savings on that um a lot of a lot of money I bet. to make it happen it, but again that is actually well the good thing is yeah. i knew how much the bernard video gave me uh-huh. career wise <clears throat> so i had a different sort of percepts like uh, <laughs> approach to it this time i figured you know what I can get a lot of money in return if this pans out yeah
0: i think this is something that i think is super important and Mm -hmm. i'm glad that you said that Mm -hmm. because i think people either don't invest Mm -hmm. when if you just invest things can you know come back to you you know like spending money on a good videographer even on a small scale you know yeah um to get some good footage of you because then you can use it and use it as leverage or you can even just get opportunities if something goes viral or whatever yeah. but or the opposite is people over invest mm. and don't have any concrete plan of how to get the money back like mm. you had already I think maybe the first one was uh maybe quite unbalanced yeah. in the sense of like you didn't put loads into it but you got a lot out so the next one you're like right if, like, mathematically and business-wise, if I put in this much, I can get this much, and now I've seen how it works and who's interested and how they're interested, yeah. I can kind of make a plan of what I'm going to do with it. But exactly. I think people often get that wrong. Is they'll I know people that will, um, I feel like this is quite a typical dancer thing, but they'll update their photo, uh, their... Um, their pictures like, yeah, their portfolios, yeah, their portfolio yeah. that's the word I was looking for though. And I'm saying I shouldn't say this as a photographer because I like it, but <laughs> people that like every so often they'll get new pictures, yeah, and it's like, but you never work, so who are you sending these pictures for? <laughs> like, you're yeah. paying hundred and like professional photo shoots are expensive, you're paying yeah. hundreds of pounds for Insta, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? And it's like, you're not if you're if you know that this investment, like when I buy a new camera, mm-hmm. um. I'm like, right, this camera is going to, or this lens is going to cost me 500 quid. I can, I, it's going to take me this many hours to make that money back. Yeah. So I know I need to make, get a job. Like, as soon as I've got that job, I'm like, all right, that's the lens paid for. Yep. Now I'm making money on top of that, or whatever. So, yep. and I know what jobs that lens is going to enable me to get. I'm like, I can't do that job because I don't have this lens. Let me buy the lens, do that job, get paid for it, pay the lens back. Like, yeah. and I think it's like, yeah, the, the dancers, or they get loads of videos, and it's like, but, What's the point of what you're doing with the videos? Are you sending them? Is it a, for a show is, yeah. is there a concrete way of getting that money back that you're investing? So totally. I think it's super interesting to hear from you because it's that, but on a huge scale. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're true, like yeah. putting a lot of money, but also it's not just a gamble. You're not just throwing money at a project for the fun of it, you know? No.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh definitely the like the black or white video it was definitely that I re- I saw you know the potential of what it could be and I, I figured you know what let's take a leap of faith here but mm. there is there's a huge possibility that it might you know go up and at least be equally as viral as the other one yeah and yeah it was crazy I mean low budget flights you know just the uh, 6 a.m uh, flights yeah. And from yeah it was it was intense and it was really exhausting and you can, there's actually behind the scenes of it where you sort of get an idea of that whole process. I think i watched it, yeah. Uh, that Mike did. Making
0: me want to watch it again, but yeah. Yeah, I think i watched it when it came out.
1: It <laughs> was, he was, uh, yeah, he did a really good job, Mike, with that when he edited that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's
0: really well shot and edited. Yeah, he's,
1: he's dope. Um, but yeah, so then essentially that video exploded. Mm. Like the Black or White video went full on crazy viral to a point where the Burn It Up video is now on 4 million. But this one all in all it got like 40 million views but not on my channels
0: <laughs> really oh because people <laughs> reshared it
1: people took the video and <sighs> on facebook specifically on different fan pages whatnot for uh, for michael jackson right they would share the video and those videos would get like 20 million there oh and 10 million there and, and then my video on youtube got taken down no so then there was this weird balance of you know the video being viral yeah. people seeing it but not the source was gone Thankfully, now it's up again. Yeah. But that's why you'll see that video and it has maybe like uh, 100 and f- I don't even know how many.
0: Yeah, like it's less. It's
1: almost like a million now, I think. It's like 900,000. I'm not saying that's not great. It yeah, is great. But, but compared
0: to the overall reach that you know it got.
1: It's crazy. But that video still <clears throat> got me a lot of stuff, you know, it, a lot of stuff. Um, Do you feel like
0: you've made back the investment on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I would probably say tripled it. Oh, Wow. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of um a lot of people saw me for that. Like they saw the the format we utilized both in the Burn It Up video and the um, the Black or White video, yeah. and they wanted that. They wanted for the
0: like music video type of stuff. Ex- and-
1: yeah, like um uh corporate things mm. or stuff like that. Which has been it's been awesome to experience that coming full circle a little bit.
0: So it's beyond the just you as a choreographer. Now it's you as like a director. Essentially, as that's well, what yeah. they want to hire you for. They're like. format this whole video for us kind of thing exactly
1: and that was fantastic um i did that for for google um for some um, sort of um what's it called in-house events sure and it was awesome
0: like uh you made a video for them or you performed live
1: um it was both actually it was a combination i went to we did one for in europe where we visited different Google headquarters all around Europe. And then I taught the, uh, the employees a very easy routine. Yeah, yeah. And then each, you know, um, each uh, headquarter had like a specific location with specific mm. people. And then I was dancing with them, transitioning into the next, 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 next. So
0: you kind of recreated your video? It's with pretty a... much the same format, Sick. yeah.
1: Then we just played around with new transitions, tried to do things that were a bit more interesting for us. Yeah. Um, but essentially that was it. And then that video, that final edit of the video, would be shown in a huge arena to all the employees. And then we would all come on stage and dance together.
2: Oh, sick.
1: So it was cool. It was actually really, um, it was a beautiful, one of my favorite things ever, because, you know, I got to work with non-dancers. Not saying I don't like dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just great to actually see how happy it made them to finally get up of their chairs. And it's a
0: different level of pressure as well, because you're like, as much as you need to deliver, it's like... They're gonna think you're dope, whatever you do. Yeah, it's like you kind of like can just chill a bit.
1: Oh, it was was great. I met some great people in that whole experience, and then we did the same thing in US. Um, So it was beautiful. Amazing. A lot, a lot of things came back, Um, and then it transitioned into into Scream, yes, which was the final uh, sort of installment. And for me, I I reached the point which um, is also kind of where I'm at now, where it being viral, it going viral, it having a lot of views, it's not really the point for me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more something that I do to to explore, you know, sure. to, to be creative and explore new ways uh, of telling stories and, and also to set the tone for what I want to do more of, you know. Right. Because a lot of people started perceiving me as just that guy, the guy that does the world traveling videos, yep. jumping into one frame to the next, another dance scene. And I love the format, don't get me wrong, but I wanted to do something different and, you know, approach more of an artistic, um, cinematic um, approach to to these videos.
0: Yeah, I think I would, even if you hadn't just said that, I would have said that the first two for me, even as huge as they were, felt like choreography videos, I would say, like like the top level of concept video. (laughs) Whereas uh scream was the last one scream felt like a film like you know what i mean like either a dance or a fashion film but it was like oh he's changed something in between those two and the third one it was like this is more less about look how dope of a choreographer i am Mm -hmm. and more about like look yeah the whole thing because you had costume design you had location even though you had locations on the last one but those ones for me felt more like which again, I love both of them, but like, mm. uh, where is a cool location where we can dance yeah. sick? You know, where's the
1: landmark? Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, <laughs> sure. Like the waterfall that was in the second, the muggle Jackson one. We're like, yeah. just beautiful locations, but like, cool location, dance great. Yeah, this one was like location, but also what's the story? Why? Like more like how again, like how a, a short film or something would yeah. use location, not just because it's there, but like. How could you true. integrate that with the costume, with the dance, with the music? And, yeah, we went definitely yeah. went
1: deep into the um, the cinematic and the artistic yeah. approach. And I, I had a whole, like, for me, it was also trying to, because I knew it was going to be the final one where we still touched base on that format. Mm. But I wanted it to to be a final conclusion to those to, that, to all those videos, yeah. to wrap it up, because I don't really, I mean, maybe, but I'm kind of trying to stay away from that format for a little while. Yeah. So i wanted to also i wanted to see how i could tell the story how how i could connect the dots from the two other videos which essentially was when i started to look at the videos it, i was it wasn't like i planned it you know the whole idea because in the screen video uh we we go back to the hats that we left behind in the burned it up video and the right. black or white video like both of the videos end with a hat drop as of some of some sort and what is happening in the screen video is that uh, you have two new characters, two mm-hmm. new leads, Tali, one of them, yeah. and uh, Kenya, uh, um, one of them as well. And they come in and they pick up uh, the hats. Yeah. And then we follow their journeys. So it became more of a story, like, who uh, approached, you know, different sort of political issues and different different elements, you know, also passing on um, the torch to the next generation and all of those things. Mm. There's, a, there's a bit of everything in there, to be yeah. fair. There's a bit of um love for mother earth and you know climate the climate and there was a bit of you know a refugee theme in there mm. it was very broad but most of it it was about coming together you know and love it was mm. very in that realm it was that was what it was about and to spread something pure and something joyful for people to watch but also to get inspired from nice um and yeah that is still one of my favorite projects uh, I've ever been a part of or done just pure because of the pure sort of it cost me a lot of money. I'm
2: not gonna lie. <laughs> <I bet>. Holy <laughs> shit
1: balls! I'm gonna fucking hell. It's just a lot of money, but you, you feel like you made that back? Um, I would say just about yeah. Yeah, that I've made it back. Um, it was a lot of work. Like it took me us a year to film. Mm-hmm. That it was also the only one where we didn't we didn't set ourselves like a limit and going okay we have to get this one filmed uh, within yeah. these uh, two weeks or whatever.
0: And I think also the thing is with stuff like this is you might look at the budget in the sense of uh, what do I have to pay for the flights and the locations or whatever, but you're also yeah. not budgeting in your time in exactly. planning in execution and choreography. So it's like on top of that, there's like yeah. more money that you deserve to be paid back. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's true. And it was also more personal to me. You know, mm. it became way more personal because it I, it took I took really uh, I took some time out to figure out what I wanted it to be about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it came down to fear. You know, I wanted to tackle the topic of fear and being afraid of what you don't necessarily know or understand. Mm. Um, and that's sort of what we're we'll diving into there. A lot of it being, you know, racism as the theme, but a lot of it unity stuff yeah. like that. And therefore, it just it just hit a different spot for me. It's like mm-hmm. still to this day, I remember the premiere of it. I remember how nervous I was about it. Like I've never been that nervous about anything I've ever released. Oh, wow but that was great did not get as many views Mm. but to be fair it didn't really matter that much to me because I felt like the people that needed to see it saw it yeah and and it also it was it didn't the fact that it didn't get like millions of views did not take away from how how much it meant to me sure sure and that's sort of where I'm at now more creatively I'm trying to do more things that are fulfilling to me and 'Cause most of the time when I work everything is a massive compromise. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah. it is a compromise. You know, you have to figure out a way how to make things work with other people who has yeah. another vision maybe. Where these videos have become an outlet for me to just sort of do whatever I want.
0: Yeah, it's like your world.
1: It's like my world yeah. and it's like it, it keeps the passion alive for me so that it doesn't the flame doesn't die out. Um yeah so scream when when you know we released that and it was great and a lot of things came from that It was fantastic and then we transitioned into the vault which yeah. wasn't intended you know it oh, wasn't really? it wasn't really a plan it was just you know it was uh we i always like to film stuff i yeah, always like sure. to tell stories and that's my main sort of passion is telling stories with with movement and i wanted to do that in new ways I wanted to like i said before take a detour from mm-hmm. You know, these type of world traveling videos and, you know, um, that format. So I wanted to dive into more, you know, simplicity and different music, different uh, artistic approaches and different themes, something weird, something very simple and easy. Yeah. Um, something like like that is full on Black Mirror inspired mm. or something that is more a guy, um, you know, gets a car stolen. Yeah. You know, something yeah. as simple as that.
0: And did you plan out all 17 before you started filming or as you went?
1: No, those some of those videos are even older than Scream.
0: Oh wow! Okay. The
1: first one is actually we filmed the first one before Scream. Which was the first one again? The first one is called Moldavia.
0: Oh, uh, where is it? It's What's filmed, the location?
1: It's like you, there's a cliff side. There's a beautiful. Oh yeah. Probably and what you, you fall on. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was the one we filmed that before Scream, and it was oh, meant wow. to be like a whole series, but then I went away from that and went into Scream instead. Okay. And a lot of those videos were just that. It was me being creative and getting some people together, and then trying to see what would happen Mm. and then some of it worked and some of it didn't and at the end of the day I think when when we I reached the when we reached the 10 video mark I was like okay we got 10 videos when are we going to release these things what are we going to do because it was also obviously some sort of I felt at least I don't know if that's true but I felt that was an expectation for it to be something grand whenever I did a video next Mm. because you know you had all these this build-up of these other videos so then I figured you know what let me just release all these videos as a package deal yeah Um, and maybe it can also encourage more people to tell stories and, you know, get creative and dive into their own creative minds. And that became it. So then after knowing that I was like, okay, let's, let's film seven more. I have these ideas I still want to do.
0: Is, was the 17 just because of the set ideas you had, or was there a reason for 17? It just ended up being 17.
1: It was pretty convenient. I like, I think we, yeah, I had like. Yeah, we reached the 15 mark. I was like, should I wrap it up here? But then I realized, okay, I have these two other ideas. I would love to get them just included. Um, But yeah, a lot of this just comes down to me always writing down ideas. You know, I have like a huge, like most people do, I expect, like a huge sort of um, in my notes list of ideas. Mm. Potential ideas, potential concepts, stories. Um, And this was just a way to get them out.
0: Yes. the notes app into the world. Get some of that shit out there. It was
1: just staring at me, giving me stress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: that's sick, like, for, you know, a few reasons. I think the what you said about, you know, you built up, built up, built up, Mm -hmm. and then it was like, all right, am I going to just keep doing this and just get bigger and bigger until, you know, I'm filming Hollywood films out of my own budget? (laughs) (laughs) Or or do you then go, okay, that's close that off, Mm -hmm. go back to smaller things and Mm -hmm. kind of – I think it's nice because it almost – you know, the the expectations and the pressure I can imagine you feeling mm-hmm. uh, that you spoke about as well, but like that each one has to be bigger and better. It's almost like you were um, pre- not preempting it, but almost like before people got bored of the ideas or before it got to a stage where you couldn't get any bigger, you were like, yeah. let me just leave that there and go smaller mm. and let people see my creative mind. And like you said, like showing that you can bang out all these different ideas. So now... We're still tuned in to you. Mm-hmm. We're still seeing these grand affairs in a way, but in a in the sense that you've changed it from a grand affair in one video to the yeah. fact that it's seventeen videos every week. But yeah. now you get a chance in that to delve into little ideas and maybe with less not less pressure, but like it's smaller. It's easier to just try something and be like,, eh, if you didn't like it, next week's coming, you'll like that. And I think you know, from watching them all, like each one is very different. so i quite yeah. I, I like that in in a in a the way that you engaged with the audience like following your journey but also Mm. in terms of you as a creative because it's like you got to the stage of you know going viral having all these big things and kind of being this huge name as a choreographer but then to be like I want to experiment like I don't want to just do what you expect me to do or this or that like I want to try all these little ideas and again like I don't know your mentality behind it but it felt very like uh it doesn't matter if you like each one of these. Like, exactly. I feel like with the first three, it kind of felt like, not like, I hope you like it, but yeah, we could see that you put all your eggs in this basket <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> each time. Please like it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I know personally, maybe you would have been like, all right, it's fine if, you know, people don't like it. But in terms of the energy that you put into each one of those, it was like, I'm invested in something big. Yeah. These ones are more, not that you didn't invest in them, but they're more like, I want to play with the ideas. And yeah. if you if you don't like them, I don't care, but it's just for me to get this out of my head. That's how it felt, yeah. I think, watching them.
1: Which I'm happy. I'm happy that you said that. Because that's just that's definitely what it was. And I've it's funny because it's it's been interesting to follow um who sort of um relates to which to what video. Yeah. Like there's a different clientele for for each video. Mm. And I I think I actually said that when I launched the whole the whole the Vault series. I think I said hopefully you, you will like at least one. Yeah. And that's still my mentality, because yeah. they're all so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, it's not I, like, and hopefully that's what you'll get when you watch the series, that yeah. you get different ways of telling stories with movement, which is the main narrative. That's my, pretty much my main narrative. And my main focus point is to encourage more people to do that. Because I do feel like a dance should be elevated to, you know, maybe I, I would like to see it be more of a main communication tool in, let's say, a film or mm. let's say anything where dance can actually be the front runner. Mm. You know, the one the one thing that is telling the story rather than the background noise. Yeah, 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 shapes in the back.
0: Well, yeah, we have musicals where singing is the exactly. main thing. So why can't we have... Why not dance? Dancicles. Dancicles. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I know what you mean. I just booked a new Yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 I think my favorite one was the... Um, uh, I've forgotten the name. I feel like it has a number in it.
1: 64 Bytes.
0: Yeah, that one.
1: Oh my! Well, thank you, man. That's uh, one of the most challenging things I've ever done. Really? And if you ask the dancers, oh, they hated me.
0: In terms of the choreography, was hard. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the choreography
1: was so challenging. Really? But then, like, insanely challenging. But then we also got to the studio, and um, it was it was a great spot. But we because we had some, um, I don't know why it was. I think because we had some sort of fog come in, or we needed some smoke in the room, Mm. and it laid it like it literally it sort of laid on the floor. So it got really slippery and doing that choreo on slippery floor was a challenge. Mm. I mean, I'm really happy with the video and I like the way that the story was told because originally I imagined it being more of like a, like a horror approach, like a bit like this, this dude watching people dance and sort of complaining about it being shit like that typical character. And then at the end of it, him being dragged into the TV and now the roles are reversed. Um, it didn't be, it ended up not being as horror-ish because, you know, I could not get my good friend Jamie to be a horror actor. <laughs> it just <laughs> didn't make sense. Bless him. He's like, oh, man, you picked the worst shot of me in this film. Like, Calm your horses, mate. You look great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was a difficult one, but I'm glad you like it, man.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I, now that you say it, actually, with, um, you know, the m- storytelling being the main narrative and everyone being different, mm-hmm. I really see that. Like, I think it, it's cool because... It's like I think for audience-wise and for you as a choreographer, it's dope that there's so much range in mm. the the stuff because it's really like if they were all like any one of them, you there's probably a chunk of people that wouldn't like it, you know yeah. what I mean? But but like you said, there's everyone can find at least one that they're more into. Um, right. I like quite a lot of them. I think my, there's I don't think there's any that I disliked, but there's like you, you said, like the, more than there's you some like more. that I um, yeah. was more into because of my preferences. Yeah. But um, I think it also as much as it helps for the audience, also it's like. It looks sick for you because it's like, like, there's no, don't typecast me. Like, what what do you want me to choreograph? Yeah. I can do anything. <laughs> that was also,
1: I guess that was also sort of an intention as well. To so just make like, you know, just to make sure that people could see that I can do different things. Yeah. Because of me being booked to be this one thing for a while. Yeah. Hence why the different music choices, the different approach, the different styling, the different everything but man there's some weird videos in that bunch (laughs) I think there's two of these videos that are super like for some reason those the ones that I filmed in Denmark are like the weirdest ones which ones are those uh one the first one we filmed in Denmark was it's called Revenge of the Mushroom it's one with a drummer and it's me and I'm oh it's like split 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 screen screen? the whole concept and that was not even my idea that was the guy that filmed it he got the idea when we when we first had the meeting I was like that is dope let's Mm. do it um well that is such a weird like the concept I think I had the idea when I was drunk or something (laughs) I was just sad I was like maybe I should do a video about two people eating one half each having a one half of a mushroom and then being bonded for life and then (laughs) he controls him without knowing people looked at me like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) who are you (laughs) Yeah. yeah I don't know man I'm gonna shoot this in a week yeah um no it didn't take a week but then it ended up being funny, and a lot of people actually really like it. But yeah, I still, I also have preferences. There's, yeah, sure. The specific videos that I go, I really love that well, one. Do you have a favorite? Ooh, I might, I might say the one I'm about to release tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, is your favorite?
1: Yeah, I'll show you after.
0: Is that why you kept it for last?
1: I think so, but also because of the title. The title is Lift Off, which okay. I kind of, I think, it, I find it symbolic. But especially, I think most of these videos are actually a huge tribute to the UK community. Nice, uh, but. Also because I love, I love London. You know, I love mm. the UK. I love London. I feel like the longer I stay, the more I fall in love with London.
2: Nice. Never gonna leave. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, especially this last one. It's a heavy sort of tribute to the UK dance community. Sick. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think you'll recognize it. some people who go, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, sick. That sounds good.
1: But I, I actually really love the one I did with the EC Twins, um, Losing My Way, where we danced yeah. on the stage.
0: That was lost. The last one, right? Or that was... Not, lo- not long ago. Not
1: the last one was um, or the Usher one. There was the one before that. Oh, true, yeah. Um, I also like the Osher one. It's a bit more commercial. Mm. I liked exploring that whole dating app territory, how to represent, how to visually sh- tell the story of a dating a- app algorithm mm. and make sure that it made sense somehow.
0: You know, it's funny. I just... Uh, I went to a showing... Or I was working, actually, at um, Rambe. Uh-huh. Um, and it was... the students and one of them did like a piece about like dating apps and oh, stuff but yeah. it's just really interesting to see both uh applications of it like your yeah. version of that and then the contemporary oh, i'll try i don't know if the video will be out but um i'd love to see that i'll send you the guy's um insta he's dope yeah please um please but yeah like yeah i think all of these <clears throat> i found all of them interesting for for different reasons you know yeah um what was i was gonna ask you um yeah, so you said your favourite one was maybe the the losing the way. I think, or I the think last that one.
1: mostly choreographically I look okay. at it and I'm I'm mostly proud of that one. I
0: love the visuals of that one. I l lo- for me yeah. I love I love big productions as mm-hmm. well. But I just love fucking good simple Simplicity, yeah. Visuals. Like I you. just so fucking nice. There was a, um I don't know if you've seen it, I think there's a uh I think it was FKJ mm-hmm. um there's a like a concert he did where he's like playing instruments and stuff on a it's on the water and it's like on a platform
1: i think i've seen it yeah
0: oh, it's fucking beautiful and it's like it's just like it's like two hours long set but it's yeah. just playing music and it's just on the water just nice visuals and i'm like i love shit like that where it's like this visual is so dope that it's like we don't need loads of cuts and edits and stuff it's like no. just like let it run and that's what i loved about the losing losing your way one it's like
1: yeah it's just uh,
0: really nice <laughs>
1: it works out like the simplicity of it works for me and I see it also it could be like um, a performance on the stage you know I imagine it being in a spotlight or whatever um and I think I find it very symbolic as well actually most when I because you know obviously we build the stage ourselves which is why when you actually watch the video, the stage is, like, getting worse and worse. Through it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> did,
0: what is it? Like, where did you get that stage from?
1: Oh, it was a old mission. Oh, okay. I and mean, there was a whole debate between us. I was like, no, we can't build our own stage. we like,
0: yes, we can do it. <laughs> we ended up yeah. standing
1: out there getting burned because the oh, sun was shit. out. I'm like, Ugh.
0: like literally, like, nailed everything together yourself. Yeah.
1: We did have help from uh, three fellas that came to sort us out. But it was we had these sort of typical stage podiums. Mm-hmm and then we put uh, we bought some some uh, white wood mm. that we put on top and on the sides and okay. s- some of it was drilled in or some of it was taped in i believe yeah it, it, like uh, we it did one take nice and of... went
2: oh no way
1: and then, and then yeah oh, shit. um but i just found that one super symbolic uh, because of the time it was filmed you know it being the pandemic there was not any stages for dancers and like the whole idea of you know the three of us going out there building our own stage to dance for no one but ourselves yeah I found that uh, special, especially nice. now when I rewatch it. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe because we put in a lot of work with our own bare hands to make yeah. it work.
0: I think that's also the other thing is like all of these things that you've done, it's like, I, I, this is, I guess, why I love photography, but it's like, it marks a like period or a place. Like you can, mm. it's not just a video, especially for you. It's like, you know, all the experiences that went into each one of those. And it's yeah. not just like it's in your head anymore. It's like, you can go back and watch it on YouTube and be like, oh, I remember... Being Remember burnt that. and building the stage yeah. or, you know, traveling to France or whatever it was, you know, which is so sick yeah. to have it's memories there. Yeah.
1: It's honestly that it's an investment in a lot of things. One, your career, but also just, you know, your life, you know. Yeah. I'm so grateful for all those memories and all the people that I've met through it. I mean, I, Tali like my sister now and mm. that only happened because of scream
0: oh really Were yeah. You guys not close really before not at all
1: i reached out to. So i was like hey do you want to be in this video oh
0: shit! oh we, you didn't really know each other personally at all we had never oh, wow. met i
1: think she's gonna hate me if we had but yeah yeah so then we sat down oh, we had a really meeting nice. and it was f- through that now was, you know yeah i'm just grateful for those things because yeah. a lot of people go okay i don't want to create with this specific person because i don't know them yeah. I, I only create with the people that i'm close with for me if you inspire me, I'm down to reach out to you, and then we can connect through the process. Yeah. Maybe we will connect like as human beings as well as but but or maybe we we'll just connect artistically, but I never saw that as something to. Uh, That's a reason for not to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I'm really grateful for all those things, man. That's so dope. And I think yeah. the other thing as well is like, it. I think you know, <laughs> you said about having your notes app and all the ideas written down. Yeah. I feel like yes, we all have that. Mm-hmm. but not a lot of people get them out into the real world. Mm. Like I know so many, I used to be like this, um, but I know so many people that have ideas or have songs they want to dance to or like, oh yeah, one day I'm going to do a video to this. And they just never do it. Yeah. And it's like, I guess the the main uh, thing holding people back is, is some type of perfectionism of like, I'm not going to do this. I mean, this is me to a T, but like, I'm mm. not going to do this until I have the budget or I'm not going to do this until I've really like, Sit, like, if I was going to dance to this, like I have a song in my mind right now that I like mm-hmm. I've always wanted to choreograph to. I think I'd be able to do something amazing to it. But I'm like, I'm just I want to really like take my time on it. And and I just it's been five years that I've I know since yeah. I heard this song, and it's like I never did anything to it. So, but I think it's dope that you're like you got all this stuff out and like this many ideas, you know, because it's seventeen plus or so like twenty different songs different ideas different concepts and we yeah. even within those first three there's a whole bunch of different things in there Yeah, that's true yeah um but yeah that's what for me I found it super like inspiring of like and especially you know because you already had like you know especially after the first three you had some sort of platform and expectations and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you have even more of a reason not to experiment Whereas me or someone like a younger dancer or someone that's not known for the choreography, it's like, what excuse do you have to not get your ideas out? Because. Not in a horrible way, but no one cares. Like, yeah. if your video doesn't get any views, no one gives a shit. Like, if your videos didn't get any views, people are like, oh, uh, tomorrow's video didn't get any views. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, as much as you, yeah, you know, it's great that you're in a place where you didn't care about that, yeah. that could That's have true. held you back, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, for me, that was inspiring. I was like, man, if you can do all this shit, like, <laughs> I can go and make that one-minute yeah. freestyle video to a song I like, you know? Yeah,
1: no, it's true. To be fair, it did hold me back for a little while. It took oh, me yeah? a while, yeah, from the transition between uh, Black or White to the Scream. Okay. It took me a little while to to sort of just reach the the mental state where I was able to just go. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but that's the you were point. worried
0: about the expectations a bit. Yeah, of
1: course. It was like oh, I did this massive these two massive videos, both went viral. What if the third one doesn't? And it didn't. And guess what? It's my favorite one.
0: Yeah, and I think. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not thinking of it. I didn't even know that it didn't go as viral as the others. I would have assumed that I one. I mean, I'm saying merch.
1: viral. It still has, like, I think maybe nearly 200,000 views. So okay. it's it's great. Yeah, it's but, just but not millions. Not the millions. But.
0: but I think, I don't know, for me, it's like, it, it looks like the biggest and best one of the three, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I love the other two for different reasons. Yeah. But that one feels like, and I think this is, again, this is like a really, I find common thing with people, but it's like, That it's hard to balance the creative side with the, I want to say like pragmatic or or logistical style right uh, side of you. And you're like, right, in your logistic, pragmatic brain, you're like, right, I, by the time you got to doing it, you're like, I need to do something that was like closes off these these things Mm -hmm. people have these expectations it needs to be big it needs to be this but creatively i want to put myself into it and not just do what i think people want and i find people go one of two ways they just they're like uh you know in this dilemma between logistic Mm. realistic brain and creative brain they go i'm gonna do what's more real. it's like the fast and the furious movies what i find that's the dumbest application (laughs) of of the, that side of your brain where they're yeah. like well what's bigger than uh going to another country or oh, go into space yeah. it's just like yeah okay that is technically bigger but yeah. it doesn't mean it's better you know you're just doing what's the bigger like the next one they're going to be like we're going to go to mars like i know man. It, it's just kind of like they just think bigger is always better which is i get why they think that but i think yeah. it's like a child being in charge of a movie it's like it's just true, stop yeah. and do a better story
2: yeah. <laughs> or
0: there's the creative side where someone goes Um, oh, I'm going to make this really intricate story and it's going to be about this. And they go so in their creative mind that it's like, yeah, but no one Mm -hmm. understands it, let alone cares. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what you've gone so deep into your idea that we don't get it. So I think what's dope is like that you waited or whatever and and got to that point where you were ready to create, but managed to match the two and give us Mm. something that was like bigger, more elaborate in, in all concrete sense, costume locations, countries, like, yeah. Even choreography and stuff, it was more elaborate. But also, you're happy with it, yeah, which is dope. Like that, you got to the third part and hit both of those yeah. marks at the same time.
1: I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely for me. It's the most special one. That's so dope. But it's funny that you know, actually, especially with the vault, but with all the videos, I really would like to encourage more people to do it, to go out there and just create. And I'm uh, I'm actually I'm currently probably I don't know when I'm going to announce it but I will probably announce it soon that my company is going to do something so stay tuned for that they're going to do yeah. something to sort of help aspiring choreographers or dancers or yeah. any type of directors even to tell stories with movement mm. um because I miss that a lot I miss that a lot in especially in in this day and age where a lot of a lot of what we see online is, you know, 15 seconds or it's uh, yeah. 30 seconds or it's just that, you know, people are scrolling through. You got the apps like TikTok and I'm not saying, you know, there's nothing rant against TikTok. I'm sure it's spreading loads of joy out there. Yeah. Um, That's a whole lot of debate on what it does for the community and <laughs> yeah, dance yeah. and whatnot. But
0: I feel like TikTok is the karaoke of dance. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like so everyone can have a go. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Everyone can have a blast. Yeah. You know, my dad can stand there. He can swing a leg. Yeah. Which I appreciate, you know, <laughs> yeah. good for him. Um but yeah I think I love YouTube for that reason for it being more for they for them valuing the longer content 100 people go to YouTube to dive in yeah and they you know that they, they know they'll watch a video that is maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes or you know an hour or however yeah, long yeah, it yeah. is yeah um and that's what I love I and it's the only platform who's really really investing in that 100% also it's you know helping out the um the what's it called the uh, the people on the platform you can monetize you can do different things to build not saying that's a lot of money but it can be you know it's it's just supporting a good community um but yeah I would like to encourage that more and I'm I'll I'll soon be announcing how and I'm excited to do that but it's going to be like a great sort of um a way for people to uh, to dive in and have a go yeah and yeah, maybe yeah. if it misses and misses but at least have a go Sick. and it might help them out if they if they haven't been able to do it before for many reasons
0: yeah I think I th- yeah I'm so with you on the longer form thing I mean that was a lot of the reason for this even mm-hmm. it's just like even like the way we commute because I, I guess with yours it's like movement uh storytelling but for me yeah. it's like discussion and it's yeah. like I kind of felt the same with discussion not that we had TikTok for discussion but. People just writing Insta stories and it's like a little something, even Facebook statuses used to be longer. Now it's an Insta story about a topic and it's like, or a tweet.
1: Yeah, I know. And
0: it's like, and then somebody tweets back and gets pissed at what they tweeted and it's like, can we have a two hour discussion and yeah, really get chat. into this shit? Cause most of the time it's a lack of context with yes. discussion that makes people angry. So I'm like,
1: like literally no, almost all of the time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> It's
0: like, I you, I didn't explain myself right. That's yeah. why you get pissed. And you know, so I think with everything I'm, so, and I don't know if it's, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. 28. Okay. So we're similar. I'm 32, but like mm-hmm. a similar age, but like, um, I think it's maybe being a bit older in the scene, you start to realize like you've gained a lot of, knowledge and experience in, in your case with the choreography as well like you've gained a lot of experience and stuff to stories to tell yeah. that you want to tell you know so it's yeah. like okay well for you for someone with like however lots you said you started when you were 15 right or yeah longer.
1: yeah well dancing when i was 11 but teaching when i was 15 yeah
0: yeah so like a shitload of years <laughs> of experience <laughs> yeah. tiktok doesn't really cut it, <laughs> no, it <laughs> to doesn't. express yeah. that do you know what i mean and same for me like uh, you know all the stuff I think about, all the conversations I've had when I've traveled over the years, I'm like, uh, you know, talking on an Insta story doesn't really cut it. It's like, if we're going to talk about dance, let's sit down for two hours, yeah. you know, like, um, and this is, you know, I think it's it's what we want as well. Like, yeah. you get to a stage where, okay, yeah, you might flick through TikTok, but you're like, for me, I'm, I love that shit. Like, when you were putting out the stuff and when you put out, um, especially the third one, mm-hmm. I was like, it's like when Beyonce put out the, um, I forget the name of it. Her visual album The visual album
1: Yeah um, Which is one of my Biggest dreams to do For someone
0: I love that actually. And even with Solange Her one mm-hmm. There's been a few artists That like I don't even There's a few artists That I love And like some of my Favorite artists Have done visual albums But mm-hmm. some people That I don't even love But I'm like I just love the longer form Yeah con- like, It's not a three minute song It's a 45 minute Experience And I'm like Like I don't know If it's because I'm older And I'm just more into that You know And maybe if I was younger I'd want TikTok I mean, But I just I feel, feel like It's way. something Yeah that we, we need these longer form things. I don't know. I still love going to the cinema, yeah, watching a two hour Like I watched Dune trust me, the other, uh, Dune. have you seen it?
1: Oh, I love Dune, man. <sighs> so good. Because I'm also a huge fan of the books. Oh, did you read them? Yeah. I
0: haven't, now I'm like uh, feeling like I should read them after I watched the first movie. But um, there's
1: a character in the, in the, in the, in the book and the movie called Duke
0: oh yeah the, the Lito, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 come on duke <laughs> hey. but yeah like I, I i love long movies i love sitting down like even like lord of the rings and all that so it's like i think there is a need for longer form content but it's like we've got it uh not encourage but what's the word like um maybe, in it more yeah or? just like make it happen i think maybe encourage is the yeah. right word but like
1: i think we should encourage it more yeah um and it's a nice way to escape you know and sort of dive into something else and inspire because it's you know yeah you can get inspired by a 15 second video but the way you can get inspired if you invest maybe just like 10 yeah. minutes into something and it's actually good that's where it's at for me and to be fair um most of the things like even with this you know you can take a lot of these conversations or the things that we do and you can trim specific yep. segments down yep. and you can utilize it for whatever other platform but which is also what I've been trying to do for these videos. Like
0: even your, um, the first, or any of your first three videos, like Mm -hmm. all those different sections, they're
1: videos in themselves. They work as their own thing, yeah. Which worked out. I feel like the Burn It Up video was kind of like, like when you look at the whole idea of it, we're pretty much dancing in public, surrounded by people walking around and we're dancing to the camera. Mm. It's very (laughs) TikTok-ish. Yeah, true. When you actually. look at it, yeah. may- maybe that was the birth of TikTok. Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I created TikTok. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I have to promise. No, Elhamer, uh, the creator of TikTok on my
2: podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like that That whole, which, you know, still, I see that all the time on yeah. videos in TikTok. On, I'm not on TikTok, but I see like, you know, people the, the people repost, put it on the yeah. wheels and stuff. Like, that's the thing, yeah. dancing in public. Yeah. But I think we need the long content and then we can always trim it down like an umbrella format or whatever, yeah. whatever you call it. Definitely, man. Pick the moments. And it's,
0: oh man, it's a completely different set of skills. Like Mm -hmm. somebody that makes, I've seen, I've seen short content, uh, like, let's say short concept videos that I thought were too long and they might've been three minutes and I'm like, this is too long, but it's not because of the time, Mm -hmm. it's because of the structure, the way that they tell the story. It's like mm-hmm. you're not saying anything with your... It's the same with battles. Like, yeah. you can have a minute, but you can also say nothing for a minute. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's like true, you yeah. you
0: said what you needed to say after 30 seconds, you're allowed to stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I think if with the longer form content, it also develops a different type of skill set, mm-hmm. you know, like to, to do... How long was the longest one you did out of the three?
1: Scream was the longest one. And I think it was 11 minutes.
0: And it's like... 11 minutes is not easy to keep someone engaged for Mm -mm. and to build and even to have different um, sections and for them not to feel disjointed. Like there's a whole nother skill set that you have to uh, engage to be able to create something good like that. And it's like, if you never try and you never make something long or you never do anything more than 15 seconds or a minute or whatever, you're, you're almost stunting your growth as a creative, I guess. Yeah, you are. And like then, I would imagine, you, I don't know if you get booked for a, chore, uh, to, a job to choreograph for something, they might ask you, "Is this an eleven-minute set?" Or like, I don't know how long a concert is. If you were to choreograph yeah. a whole concert, it's like now I'm create for an hour, and you're like, "What well, can I do? Fifteen seconds at a time?" Like, <laughs> yeah, know. you know what I mean? Like, there's know, stuff yeah. that you'll learn from doing that. So
1: it's true, man. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely true. I was gonna say I had this one thing in mind. Um, I can't remember now. <laughs> It's definitely about the formats. Yeah, man. Sorry, I, I don't know. I took that away. <laughs> no, it, no, it was true. It was like what you were saying. I definitely agree with. And I think yes, that's it. For a lot, I had a lot of conversations with people where they go, okay, um and they they come to me. They say, I have this idea. I want to shoot. Yeah. Uh, I want to shoot like uh, five dancers. I want to. I want it to be like this. I want this is the location. I want this is the da 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 da. Yeah. And I literally always ask them, okay why
2: mm.
1: you know what's the why?
2: Yeah
1: because a lot of videos like for me at least when I can tell that you have a sincere reason or something at heart something you want to share something you are trying to express to people or making them feel whatever it may be that that's what makes the whole difference yeah. between you know something that is just you know uh, beneficial for your maybe your ego or emphasizing your ego, or something that is actually going to be beneficial for other people yeah and hopefully that's at least that's my goal in most of my work you will tell that there's a why there's a there's something that i'm trying to say um in any shape or form yeah i think if you start to ask yourself that before you dive in then it's gonna it's gonna change your mindset um and i even had a conversation with someone like i think a month ago about it and uh, she had an idea. She was like, "Oh, I really have this this cool idea, and it's like it's gonna be badass." I was like, "Okay, what's your reason?" I mean, I don't know. I just want to do some badass uh, choreo. <laughs> I was like, well, "Okay, cool. So it's a dance video." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I could tell she started thinking. I was like, well, "So it's a dance video?" Yeah, but I kind of want it to be more. Okay, so what are you trying to emphasize here? What is mm. the, what is the purpose? What is your where's your heart? Where is it? Where does it come into play? And it's hard to do that without the long content. It's yeah, hard to also true. have like a concrete beginning and a middle and an end. Yeah. You can't. Like, yeah. I mean you can but you can't. It, it it's different it ways time of doing it. To tell it. a story. It does and to make people invested.
0: Yeah. And I think you know even with the why thing I think that's so true and so important but like it doesn't even have to be that we the audience can see what the why <laughs> is. Mm-mm. We just need to know that you had one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know it's like we can we can see there was, so, and I think, again, it's, there's a lot of parallels with um, freestyle dance and, like, the way people dance. It's like, we can, even if we don't know what the concept is that you're playing with, we know you're playing with a concept. Or Yeah. You, you, we have intention in your, it can be in your movement or in your whole structure and your whole storytelling. It's like, yep. if there's an intention, we're going to connect with it, even if we don't quite know Yeah. what that is, you know?
1: Exactly. It makes the whole difference, man. Yeah. It makes the whole difference. And you can always tell, like, that those are also the videos you remember. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't remember the ones that are clearly just there to showcase. Like, you'll forget about them the next day. I'm not saying they're bad videos. Yeah. If you want to do that and express, heck, I've done a lot of dance videos as well. If it's just, if I don't have anything else but just the move and the movement and the steps and whatnot, sure.
0: But even in that, you know, it's like, it's still figuring out your why because if you... Yeah real with yourself and you're not trying to pretend that it's something that it's not you're like right what is the point of this my why mm-hmm. is like i just want to flex and show everyone i'm sick yeah. it's like all right well this choreo better be fire like <laughs> exactly you know you can't just bang that out in a week like if that's your one and only why is yeah. to just make everyone think you're better than them at choreo mm. you go in on it and then yeah. it just even then we see the intention we're like holy shit like yeah there was nothing but like you know when it's like um uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like a rapper that, like, they make a song yeah. or they make those tracks that are just like, it's like eight minutes of just like rapping. Yeah. And it's like, your point of this was not to sing me a song and make me feel something. It's just to go, I'm the sickest rapper. That's Here's it. eight minutes of why.
2: Yeah.
0: And, but they knew that before they got. You know, yeah. they weren't trying to have like a shanti on the hook or something. No, They're like no, no, exactly. everyone get out of the booth, it's just me. <laughs> but I think it's it's like that. It's like whatever your why is, it's fine. Like all, <laughs> all is works, a weird yeah. sentence, but all whys are valid. Yeah. But just decide what it is and be real about Make it. Make sure you know? you
1: know exactly what it is and commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then then have patience. Yeah. Patience is the key, if you know ask I me. Mean.
0: That's the hardest shit, isn't it? Like yeah. committing and having patience. Because even with you with the um stuff that you did, it's like put a lot of money and time into this
1: <laughs> you honestly know? i mean and some these just these 17 videos the yeah i've been sitting on these videos for so long like we just kept putting things in the vault which is why it's called the vault right but yeah for a time i was like oh my god what are we gonna do with these videos are, mm. are we ever gonna release them and now it's just it it's just it's great to finally have it out there in the open that's so dope now looking ahead
0: yeah that's what was going to be my next question. So you're, by the time this one comes out, your last video will have already run out. Yes. Do you have a plan for what's next in this realm or are you more letting the video production stuff lie, or is that a secret for now? Uh,
1: I definitely have a plan. Okay. I have things I want to do. Um, definitely long content. I'm not yeah. really diving into any of the short, shorter approaches. I'm going to, it's, it's a hard one because I have, I've written a couple of things down, like that are more like more storytelling, more heavy on the storytelling. Like mm. I've I've, I've, did, I've, done a script so that I'm really passionate about. And I'm still working on it. And that is essentially my next sort of focus is to try to make that happen.
0: Am I right in saying that none of the 17 have, is there people speaking in them? Do you have any speaking parts? I'm trying is to think back.
1: There's, yeah, that's only in the latest one. Okay. I think. In the latest one, there is a, a stupid conversation <laughs> between <laughs> between Anders and I talking about the dating app. Okay. Uh, some great bloopers, by the way, on that. Oh See? my god, it's hilarious. <laughs> but would
0: you go more into that in future, like more with speech and stuff as part of it, and like acting and?
1: It could be. I I'm I'm really passionate about exploring like what I mentioned earlier. You know, dance being the main communication tool. Cool. So and not
2: needing to. F- yeah,
1: like finding ways for the dancers to be the main one, the main stars. Nice um because i think we deserve that as an art form you know mm-hmm. it's definitely as relevant as acting or playing music or whatever it may be um so i'm very passionate about that i'm not saying that's exactly what's going to be in my next one so, but it's definitely something i'm very much aware of yeah expressing it and seeing where how how that will work for mainstream audiences as well not Sick. just for dancers
0: i think that's another like i don't want to go down that road right now but mm-hmm. like Just the fact that you have that in mind of like, how do we reach mainstream audiences is like, this is the mind of someone that works in the industry that often us in the battle scene don't think about or in the freestyle scene, it's like, you're putting on an event, but like, how are you going to reach the mainstream audiences? Or you're a great dancer, but you're just looking at your feet the whole time. Like, there's, you know, yeah. it's just having that in the back of your mind of like, I want to create this, I want to make it good, I want to stay true to my art, but also, I'd love to sell some stuff, Or yeah. you know, or get hired yeah. for some stuff.
1: And the thing is, if we, obviously, if we can all do a lot of beautiful things, and we're all loving each other for doing that, it's great. Mm. You know, we have a thriving community, sure. but we're also relying on the rest of the people, you know, and the purpose of of creating art is to make everyone feel something. And I think that's essentially... Yeah, that's where i'm coming from with that because also if you get everyone to reach a point where they respect dance even more on a level of it being the main the main communication tool mm-hmm. then things could really change you know yeah. then all of a sudden you might see like a netflix movie and you yeah. have two dancers telling the entire story yeah 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 um in what, like in whatever way i mean i've always had like imagine if the vault was on netflix yeah, yeah. and it was literally like you know that's uh, i think it's called love sex and robots that show yeah Beautiful.
2: Oh, true, but with done Yeah.
1: You know, it's all different creators, but just, like, I really wanted to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So that's definitely one. I have that one script, which is like a short film, and then I, had an, I have another script, which is more like a series. Sick. Then I'm diving into probably doing a visual album, f- which I'm really excited about.
0: With a particular artist, or you mean your own?
1: With an artist that I'm nice. sort of... Um, it's fantastic, actually, because she's so, so talented, and she Sick. works with... Uh, She's done a lot of music with some of my favorite musicians from Denmark. Actually, they call called Flake. Okay, they nice. did Moldavia. Oh, nice. um, and so it's just well produced stuff. And she's very, very, uh, very unique. You know, nice. her language is very unique and it's just great music. So I'm excited to dive into that and help her grow. That's going to be uh, great. to have like a, a creative collaboration and figure out what that's going to be. Um, so, yeah, I have those two scripts that I'm sort of playing around with, I have that. And uh, maybe a season two of The Vault, who knows? I mean, there's still See? a lot of ideas in that yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, blog yeah. thing. The Vault's not empty. it's <laughs> <And that's> definitely <laughs> full packed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, I mean, some of the ideas I'm also saving to figure out maybe, maybe something like a music video will come in where sure. I can utilize that idea. Right. Uh, and
0: i guess it, i don't know i don't know how the industry works like that but could you still use the things that you've already put out there but just repurpose them for a video
1: i, mean, I would hope so yeah it would be nice to do it with the proper budget yeah
0: sure <laughs> right because people do that with um i don't know how you call that like where they send a video where it's like um uh the artist someone's pretending to be the artist yeah what do you call that like a submission thing for yeah like a submission yeah, yeah. so like that you could that could act as that right it you could. could be like Oh, Usher needs a new video. I exactly. just did a...
1: <laughs> look at this idea. Yeah. Or dating app. You need like a commercial. Or not? Hey, look at this new video. True. Like, yeah. There's plenty of things and it wasn't really something I focused on. But when I look at the videos now, I'm going to try to break them all down and see
0: what could work Where out could and they... how we can... Because that's what happened with out. Google in a way. Pretty like much, they yeah. saw the one and they were like, well, we want that, but yep. in a different way. So you could exactly. do that with any of these fault things. Exactly. So in a way, it's almost like, well, it is, but it's like, this is kind of, can act as your resume as well. Can like you can be like <laughs> pick one which exactly. would you like? Yeah. yeah,
1: it's a it's and there's more where that came from. <laughs> exactly, yeah, there's a whole lot of old out there. Yeah, uh, it's very much like a return of investment kind of mindset. Mm. At least, I mean, I'm doing it number one to invest in my own um, creativity and to keep myself passionate about what I do. To push myself, also that translates into how I choreograph, but also in this, you know, pushing myself doing something that is different. Um, but then it also it is like financially a return of investment yeah so those two things thankfully usually goes hand in hand for me um we'll see you know we, i'm gonna look at it all and we'll see what happens but i'm just i'm really happy that you know I've i've received a lot of great messages from people and sort of just people reaching out to me saying you know that they really responded to a specific video or it's been great following it yeah and seeing you know, how you can connect with people through that. Yeah. In a in dope. a deeper way than just. Yeah.
0: This is cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, no one heard that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a little TikTok. Um, yeah, 100%, man. And it's like, uh, yeah. Like, again, not to like just shit all over TikTok,
2: but it's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like you, you get that. It's like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I don't even, I'm not on TikTok, but like, I don't know, maybe I'm too old for it, but I don't really get what's fun about it. Like I've watched mm. the videos and I'm like, yeah, it's just a bit cringy for me, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I thought that about Instagram when it first came out that I was like, oh, why do I want to see people post their food? But then you find the creators that use the platform in the way that you like and you follow them. And so like now Mm. my Instagram, as much as there is that side of Instagram, which is still crappy yeah the people i follow is all the people that i in, am inspired by so maybe that happens on tiktok where it's not only you know what i mean like maybe there are dancers or artists on there that are making use of the platform in the right way but um i think i think
1: uh yeah i agree with you i, I feel the same way i don't have a tiktok or anything like that but I'm, i've definitely i've been thinking a lot lately about it because it's not going anywhere you know True. it's yeah. not going anywhere and it is the way that people perceive a lot of art and I mean, even when I post things on, on Instagram, it's mostly snippets and I go, okay, mm. I I try to direct people to the main content on my YouTube. Sure. Um, but with TikTok, I'm I'm trying to figure out if I am to get on it and what my approach would be so that I still feel like it's genuine to me yeah. and not just, you know, being a joke to what I've been standing for all the time. You know, all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. I do like the stupid challenge, like, what? What are you yeah, doing that for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe, I mean, maybe I'll give it a shot and see if it's for me, but... Even Instagram is changing into TikTok and it's very obvious, yeah. so we'll see what happens. But the long content for me is where it's at. It's not going to go anywhere. Anything yeah. else is like an add on to
0: it. Yeah, for sure. That's dope. Um, I think we'll wrap up there because that's mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, looking into the future to yes. positivity. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming down. I really course, genuinely man. appreciate it. Cause we haven't met before today. No, this is the first time. Yeah. I don't know if great. I've maybe seen you around like passing in base or something like that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like but I've definitely never like met you. Definitely have never sat down and spoke to you. So super appreciate you coming through because you could have been like, Who the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs> no, I've been um, I mean I've been watching your stuff and I think oh, it's awesome. You, also the way you lately you've been pointing out a lot of different things in the community, sort of making sure that everyone knows what's happening. Mm. It's great for me as well because then I know what's happening.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying to balance, you know, keeping everyone informed and I don't want it to become too gossipy, but I also don't want to shy away from like, yo, we need to have these conversations. Let's talk about it. I think it's good. I think it's uh, important. trusting my instinct on that.
1: (laughs) Oh, you keep doing it because it doesn't feel too gossipy at all. It feels like an important step for the community and for people to make sure that what's happening
0: It's great, man. Thanks. And I'm trying to... I know I'm very mm, battle scene focused, but I do Mm -hmm. want to expand and kind of everything under this street dance umbrella, even in the choreo world and stuff. I want to get there. But um, yeah, I got one step at a time.
1: (laughs) I got a lot of battlers in in the next video. Yeah, sick. I'll show show you once this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking
0: forward to seeing it. Um, So yeah, if everyone... It'll be out by now. So go and check out um, the last video on the vault and the rest if you haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, thanks so much for coming down. I super appreciate stuff like this, man. Um, especially where it's not like I'm asking you to do a Zoom call. I'm asking you to like <laughs> spend up. your time coming here. So it is. it really is appreciated. It's perfect
1: timing as well because, you know, I'm literally going to Israel tomorrow and oh, then wow. I come back and then I go to LA. Oh, wow. So oh. it's like this was the only window.
0: Perfect. I'm super happy it worked <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. Um Thanks for having me, man. No, I appreciate of it. Of course, man. And shout out to Tali because yes. did she message you? She did. Because I said, I said, can you warn him because i want to message him <laughs> and i yeah i didn't know if you had seen anything so i was like can you yeah. just let him know i'm gonna message him please yeah um so shout out to tally making things happen um and for being a dope person and yep. what else yeah so check out the vault if you haven't seen any of the videos we're talking about i strongly recommend going and checking them out um no matter what style of dance you're into because they're they're just dope pieces of art i think um and again with the vault like You'll find some that you connect to. You might not connect to others, but that's the beauty of it, I think. Give it a little bench. Yeah. Um, And thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Check out... This is the Duke London podcast. Check out The Capsule uh, at thecapsule.ldn. I do a podcast every week, usually on a Tuesday. It's been a Tuesday every week so far. I might have to change it if stuff comes up, but so far I've kept it to Tuesdays, uh, talking about what happens in the dance scene from my perspective. Um, also, feel free to, if you want me to talk about stuff, send me send it to me and let me know. Um, similarly, if you want us to share anything on the capsule that you think is newsworthy or, I don't know, classes and stuff, we can share on Insta stories and all that. So please do send your shit in. And yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Catch you soon. And peace.
2: <laughs> Bye.